This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of Celtic Rumors TV, the Balls and Bobbin podcast with your host Mark and myself Paul. Join us tonight, we have Terence, Terra161 from our form page to the podcast, www.celticloomers.co.uk. You can also check out the link to the podcast in the description below. On tonight's show, we will look at today's fifth-round Scottish Cup victory against Rovers at Celtic Parts. Terence will talk about the mix-up and fixtures list after the after the split. Celtic Intom PLC financial report. A look ahead to Thursday night conference league game against Bordeaux Limits. And of course, we'll be looking through the live chat. So if there's any comments you guys want us to discuss, please let us know. Firstly, I hand off to Mark for a few shout-outs, and he'll bring Terence on to the show. Hey, thanks very much, Paul. Uh, usual shout-outs to Tim Alloy, Rich and his family, Campsy Boy, Mikey, and B. John, United Ireland. And just on the subject to that... Uh, that picture of Billy McNeely both was to Ralph like Christmas, Paul. He'd still go to his room and he said to, to get away to somebody. So we'll sort something out and we'll mind what we've done with that Amazon voucher. Mm-hmm. The next mm-hmm. podcast next Sunday, we've got all the names on that wee feeling. We'll do a drawing. <coughs> somebody can get that picture. It's just sitting in his room, no doing anything. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's in the chat there? I see the Jabra Jobbies is in. Stubbs his horse. Bobby. Bobby the YouTube magnet. <laughs> Uh, somebody saying there's a wee slight buzz for you there, Paul. Yeah, I saw that guy. I, I tried to fix it there. Uh, right, that's, that's us, Paul. Right, just, we've not moved up any subs. We've not lost anybody. Just the usual. Thanks, everybody, for listening and supporting us. Remember, enjoy what we're doing. Please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and if you know how, please leave a comment below. So, Celtic line up in the Scottish found fifth round against Ray Roberts and spot in. Some of the changes, Hart, Radisson, Vickers, Welch, Scales, Beaton was captain today, Hayaste, Rogic, Forrest, Johnson and Gia Marcus up front. Another strong bench as well today, Barkas, Bain, Johnson, Barkas, Bain, uh, sorry, uh, Taylor, Abara, McCarthy, Yotta, Inaguchi, Mihida, McGregor and Doug. Max Terms there, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's some yeah, yeah. 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 We expected um Ange to, to, to bring in the changes and it's something that I said to Mark when when the lineup came out. He mustn't have a lot of confidence in Barkas and Bain if he's reluctant to, to rest Joe Hart even in these games. It's the same against Alawa. We we didn't see him resting Joe Hart. Yeah, it was it was a strange one, Paul, to be fair, because you would have definitely thought, surely, that Bain would have started. Just precautionary, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is, see, after what, what happened with McGregor in the Alloway game, 
because if Joe Hart goes, we're, we're really stuck. So yeah, I was I was very surprised that he he didn't start. It was, yeah, he, maybe he just maybe he just wants to keep Joe Hart playing all the time. I, I don't know. I don't know. But it didn't come across. It didn't come across with the other two guys. No, no. But you think it could be maybe because of he ran into changes in defence and he didn't want to maybe put Bain and Barkas in because of the experience Joe Hart maybe has. I don't know, but I think I think it's just uh, Angie's way of thinking, Paul. Mm. I mean, we've spoke about it. He says that this, oh, they'll get a rest when they're 45. Yeah, like... I, I mean, a goalkeeper doesn't need a rest as such, but your mm. other goalkeepers, you kind of got to give them some game time. You and, keep on, like, aye. Mark, like, a goalkeeper needs to kind of play some games as well, Mark. You know aye, I mean? definitely. It shouldn't be waiting. Like, if something did happen to Hart, like, and they're not playing regular games... Do you know what I mean? It's 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 like, and you like, get you get a lot of teams as well, Paul. Sorry, you get a lot of teams as well that nearly give their second keeper yeah. the, cup game, the cup games as a. You know, I know it's something that you see down in England an awful lot. Like obviously the your man Kelleher for Liverpool, he's played mm-hmm. a lot of cup games. You, you'd imagine that Ange would have looked at something like that to, as you said, in the event God forbid that Hart did get injured, that all of a sudden it isn't Bain coming in for say his second game of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, down the line. Like, yeah. I just found this, like, strange, like, considering Terence that, that Bain only signed a new contract, you know what I mean? And, and he well, not even get looking in the, the League Cup, like, you know, Scottish Cup. And it's not it's at a lower level, do you know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. as if it's like we're, we're playing like, Aberdeen, Mark, an Aberdeen or something yeah, exactly. like that. I'll understand that, yeah, you would understand why he played your heart then, but, like, where Warvers and Alloa, you t- would try to train your reserve keeper, though, Mark, would you? You know? uh, well, I, I would, Paul, to be honest, for, for the reason I gave there, just to give, give the guys game time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, goals, of course, like the, the, the score was 4-0. Um, Scales, Gio, Meida, um, Bison. Uh, I must say that was a poor freak, uh, penalty kick by Bison, but he got the rebound. But the the, the, the first goal, Terence, like, like it's, it's not the first time we saw a goal like this from Scales. You know, we, I know we spoke about Taylor last Thursday and what he brings to him and how improvement, but but it's the attacking of scales that impresses me more than more so than what he does with scales. Yeah, in fairness, he 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 had a fine game out today, Paul. Again, and he he, he took his took his score very well. I mean, he he made some great runs. He's got a he's got a cracking a cracking left foot. Like he's put in put in some great balls, and it was a it was a fantastic finish. You know what I mean? Considering that um, after that Celtic were very very flat, but I thought I thought Scales had a, had a very solid game to be fair, and it was a week, like I mean if we saw one of the strikers finishing like that, you'd be kind of going, yeah the fair exactly. the fair to finish like, but it was it was like top corner the keeper wasn't getting anywhere near us for mm-hmm. finish. Mark, you you were very impressed uh, with Scales so far uh, since he's came to Celtic, and, and today again, Mark, he's shown. Even his his crossing of the ball, Mark, is is was next to none. Today, I know there was a few loads that kind of went overboard, like but he's getting above it in that wing, and he's providing us with a different option that's that, that we're seeing of uh, of Taylor recently, but we haven't seen it too often from Taylor. Uh, but Scales is given that when he comes in, isn't he? Well, as you said before, Paul, mm-hmm. you knew him before he, he was at Celtic. Now he could play anywhere up the left, mm-hmm. so you'd expect him to have like some of the qualities of a winger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been, I have, I've been really impressed with him. For, for he came in, 
again, I'm not getting back into the full Taylor debate and that, but I would definitely like to see Liam Scales get a bit of a run in mm-hmm. the team, Paul. I really would. Charles, there's a big concern uh, for, for for me with this game, and it's it's due to the fact that when Ange rests his players and we bring in some of our free fringe players, the tempo's not the same. Uh, I think this game changed when the likes of Yasha came on, Abada came on, Mida came on. Yeah, it mean, must be concerning, like if if, if, if for these players to be playing into terms. It was, but the, the problem with it, Paul, is the, the the pace of the play was fine till the goal. Once mm-hmm. they got the first goal, the pace just seemed to drop for some strange reason. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I also have to say, like, how James Forrest lasted as long as he did, I will never know. And the same, I think, if Mikey Johnson is to learn anything, apart from kicking a ball and injuring herself, I don't know how he do that either. But if Mikey Johnson is to learn anything, is watch Jota. Mikey Johnson seems to have to take 10 touches with the ball before he decides to think right across him. The amount of times there today that the ball was coming to Jota and he might take one touch and the ball was whipped in. I mean, even 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 you could you could argue the point even for like Jack and Max's goal. Like the ball was played out to him. I know some say, well, everyone would play it in. You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Mikey Johnson, he takes far too much out of the ball. And James Forrest is <coughs> sitting in the sentence. He was terrible. I found him, um, Terence, very selfish today, Mickey Johnson. I found him very selfish. But that's, okay. but that's the way he plays the part. Yeah, he, yeah. Mikey Johnson would be a much better winger if sometimes when the ball came to him first time and it's put in front of him, that he just whipped it in. He always has to take it. And if you watched it today, Ray Rovers, when he got the ball, two men without him. Because they knew he wasn't going to cross it first time. And he has to try to beat two men or three men and like he's not he's not physically strong enough to do it. He's he's quite a skillful lad, but he's 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 like a one trick pony. They know what he's going to do. Like whereas you look at Jota, sometimes it's first time, well he's whipped it in. Sometimes he gets it and he takes it and beats the defender like he did once or twice with a bit of fabulous skill. And he get, he has the defender wondering, thinking what he's going to do. You know what Johnson's going to do. Johnson's going to get the ball. He's going to try to take I don't know how many touches. Try beat two or three fellas if he can. Realistically, he doesn't do it. And never gets the ball in. On the same side, James Forrest gets the ball. He he rarely goes down the line anymore. He cuts back in and runs straight across the front of everyone. The two like the, the distance between the two wingers that started and the two wingers that came on it's day and night. And it was clearly obvious when the two boys came on. Like well, maybe not so much about it, but when Jota came on, it was clearly different. Like, the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Mark, do you want to come in and do that? Oh, perfect. Totally agree with everything in terms of I thought James Forrest was abysmal today, Paul. Manny, I said how he's, the form he's been on, but that was really the day. We were talking about Mikey Johnson holding on to ball turns. Many times did Forrest just seem to run across that 18 yard box and do nothing. He done it every time. I, every he was, time it, he it was just running into a wall of Wraith Rovers defenders every single time. That, that was a terrible he, performance for him today, it really was. And I, I like to cut Mikey Johnson a bit of slack. I, I like to cut Mikey Johnson a bit of slack just because of his age and his, his injuries. He does. He needs to up his fitness levels. I think try and get a bit of muscle about him and that. But I'd like to see a fit Mikey Johnson and see fans can do something with him. Mark, even Paul Hartley said today uh, on Premier Sport that he expected. Uh, not expected. He said he thought uh, Mikey Johnson. Would have went out and loan 
to get game time, to get his fitness up because he needs to be playing. You know, he needs to, to get the fitness up, like he needs to get a proper run of games. And looking at the Celtic team, no, he's not going to get that. So no. if he's coming in now, the team, and with the injuries, he just, he, he, he always seems to be picking up. Like, they're going to continue. But we said in we said yeah, we said know? in January as well, Paul. Yeah. That it would be good for him to get and loan for even mm-hmm. as I said, get his fitness up and come back to Celtic in the summer. A, a, a bit fitter, like, a, yeah. a runny games, some a bit of forum behind him, and then let's see if I, what Ange can do with him. Because mm-hmm. it, it's just it's got for me. It's going to be a kind of stop, stop, start, stop, start all the time. Him the way things are going. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Mark, like what? I, I, and I'm not trying to have a pop at him all the time but like there's times today where the ball is coming to him and he's in space like you can you can put the ball in first time I know I know his decision making is deep to like I saw Terence like I saw Scaly doing that numerous times today putting the ball in first time and the ball was past him that was his first instinct was cross the ball I've really seen Scales or or Yasha or even a bad taking the ball five, six touches before they can try to get across the injury. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I know what you're saying. Like, you know. it's, it's just when he's, in, when, he's in, when he's in space, I'm not saying I always just whip the ball in. There's going to be times you take mm-hmm. on the man and you know what I mean? You're applauding for that. But you don't do it every single time. Like, you, could, you how many times did he whip the ball in first time today? I don't know. I can't, I can't remember him doing it. Whereas, as I said, you watch a batter on the right when he's generally playing if the ball is played to him. A lot of times he might take one touch in and whip it in. Jota, okay, might take the ball a bit more. But even Jota will whip the ball in first time. Mm-hmm. Mikey Johnson needs to bring that into his game for him to develop, in my opinion. You know, you, it does, so he reminds me of a little bit of times he frustrates you. It reminds me a little bit of when Aidan McGee used to play with Celtic. Yes, yes. He'd have to seem to beat about four guys and then try and go back and beat them all again rather than just whip. When Aidan McGee used to whip the ball in first time, you'd be surprised mm-hmm. the amount of goals that Celtic would score from it, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Johnson needs to work on that big time. Yeah, I I agree, Kerry, because like I have like you have to question like Mark, like we expected Ange to to rest players today, like but when when we're bringing in these fringe players, like like you can call Forrest no fringe player, Mark, because he's not a first team player anymore. When it when when uh, Johnson and Forrest are coming into the team. We're not getting the same effect down the wings as we are with Abada uh, and, and Yasa. You know, the, the tempo well, is very slow, don't But they? let's be honest, Paul, we're not going to have an Abada or a Yota kind on of standard sitting on our bench, yeah. but you're still expecting a, a lot better than we go better, for them yeah. today, do you know what I mean? And I expect a better from Forrest, Mark, considering... Even his experience, yeah. Paul, yeah. do you know what I mean? It, again, it's against face I, I mean, I don't... I do not look down near the bottom of the... Championship. Yeah, I'd like to know, Mark, how actually fit James Forrest is. It doesn't. For me, he looks like that. Head, maybe he was heavy for a couple of years, a few mm-hmm. years back. He's back to, for me, he's back to looking like that as well. I don't think he's, but he's mm-hmm. coming back for an injury. But how long is it going to take him to get back to King, back to like any form of fitness? Because he does. He seems a lot heavier, Paul, than he has no. been under the last couple of seasons. We, even when we had him. Um, well, Sorry, terms. There's a mindset there as well, Mark. Oh, oh aye, 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 maybe, aye definitely. He needs to want to do it. Especially at his there's age not, terms. There's, not, there's nothing stopping James Forrest going when everyone goes home. I know I'm struggling for my fitness. I'll stay and do another hour's training. And the manager watches and sees that and goes, I can see he's tried the effort. 
Like, Gio Mack has stayed at, at, at Lennox Town during the, during the, 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 the winter break and trained. Mm-hmm. James Forrest could have quite comfortably done that same and t- taken that same attitude. And you look at Gio Mack, it's now he's running all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, there, there's, there, there's, a, there's a huge mindset. And the other side of it, you could hear Ange today on the sideline, and he was screaming. Yeah, he wasn't he, impressed, no. He, he must have been fuming that he has to bring on Jota and, and Abada and McGregor. He has to bring on these guys. Because the game was only, the game was only, I mean, the game was only 1-0 for a long period. And you could see Ray Rovers were getting, getting more and more confident in the game. You know, that team of stats should have been able to, should have been, been able to take care of that business without any of those guys having to come off yeah, we shouldn't have what Terence is saying there, Mark, like we shouldn't have to bring on or kinda of, like at one stage Cal McGregor was going to come on till we got that second goal. Aye. Do you know and, and like, in the life chat he wanted Mark, we didn't want that, did we? You know no, no. And Brian brought it up earlier and I said it on that as well, Paul. Is is mm. our squad actually not as good as we think it is? No, you're I I we're I, definitely I, I lacking it, but we're, we're like, definitely uh, lacking in the winger department. You know, and I'm going back to uh, going back to the defence as well, Mark. Like I thought, the the defence looked shaky at times. Oh, uh, Wednesday very poor. Start the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, I thought he was very poor to start. You know, it's that Welsh turns. Yeah, I thought. I thought it's a bit of a shaky start to the game. I. It's going back to the thing that we were the three of us have been saying on on this podcast for since since we signed him is. What Starfelt actually brings to the Celtic defence, Mark. A lot of people are hailing Cameron Vickers, and, and rightly so. But today, I think we saw the the hidden ability of of, of Starfelt and what he actually brings to the Celtic defence. You know, I I I mean, we've spoke about people. Mm-hmm. Starfelt was a weapon boy, but I I mean, again, Paul, Welsh should be comfortable playing at that level, Paul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean that's what I keep I keep on about it. Players, we need to have squad players that are good enough to play in the SPFL kind of thing. That's for bread and butter. Mm-hmm. But I mean against Wraith Rovers, there was a, I mean there was a, they, they were in that game for a long long spell. We made the changes. Yeah, there was well, a few of the days that just didn't really cover themselves in glory for me at all, Paul. Mm-hmm. And who were they, Mark? Who, who, who were those players? Uh, well, well, should a rope start and get he settled it? Obviously, Johnson wasn't there. I didn't think Johnson had that great a game. But I, I still say he was better than Forrest because I yeah, thought Forrest yeah, was I, just I, I, absolutely I'm just a, aye, abysmal for Forrest. Uh, uh, I thought he was a bit quiet as well, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. You'd expect again, it's because of the level where the opposition pull. You'd expect, you're expect, you're expecting a. What we're saying, the squad should be comfortable that we shouldn't need to bring on Joe or Abada to, Abada to get us in front of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Andrew would have learned a lot as well today about his squad. I think he would have seen an awful lot today about certain players that he thought, right, let's see if you can step up to the plate at, at, in this game. And I'd say he came off going, he's, he's, I'm going to struggle if I have to bring this guy in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to struggle if I have to bring that guy in. And there's two or three of them there today. You were kind of, if you were Andrew, kind of thinking, going, okay, I, I thought this, I thought this guy, like this was a chance for some guys to impress, and especially as against Red Rovers. And 
I felt sorry because I thought if Celtic had gone two or three goes up early, you might have they might have had a chance to bring on young. I'm sure Ange in his head was going to bring on young Ben Doak at some stage. He, that was his plan, I would have imagined. Oh yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but because the way the game went, he couldn't bring him on. In a sense, he had to kind of go. Jeez, I need to see this out. I like the last thing that Celtic needed was the replay, or I don't know what it got to extra time and penalties or whatever way it was. But yeah, I'd I'd, I'd say Ange, I'd say Ange this evening now has kind of done. There's a few of these guys here that. You know, they mightn't get too many other opportunities. Like, I can't see how James Forrest is going to get too many more chances. He's given them goals. Mm-hmm. He's given them chances. And every time he's played, he's been woeful. Is there even he's questioning his effort sitting here, terms? I mean, they, we can't fault Mikey Johnson's effort. No. I mean, he went out there, uh, unlucky man, he got injured again. But he was, put, he was putting on a shift. He was looking for the ball. He was trying to run, at least he was trying Aye, to run, man. Forrest just, thought, like, wasn't he, just didn't seem interested. I'm seeing a lot of stuff from... James Forrest, Matt, think that we criticised him going back years on uh, on the forum page is James Forrest cutting in trying to beat three or four players and trying to take a shot. You know, and that's what I'm seeing from, from James Forrest. Now, things when I criticised him, you criticised him for years in the past, Mark, and I'm seeing those exact same things now creeping into Forrest's game uh, just regressed that way. Yeah. just regressed back into that old James Forrest you know what I mean and, yeah. and see if we look back Paul I mean we KV if he used to argue yeah. with, with me about him all the time when you look back see even when he did have, was playing that that kind of way he was still creating chances and he was still getting goals he's not mm-hmm. doing he's not even no. doing that anymore like the only one uh, who really Impressed me that came into the team today. Is is Scales, Mark? About the only one Scales who, who actually impressed me of the players that 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 came into the side today. I think Scales was the only one I think who had a a solid game. You know, I probably I'd probably agree with that to be honest, Paul. Mm-hmm. But but did you even did you even notice as well? Like all race rovers attacks in the second half. As you're looking at the telly, down the, right. down, down the left side, down their left side, mm-hmm. or right. Mm-hmm. Forrest never once tracked back. He never once seemed to track back to help out the defence. I don't know mm-hmm. what is going on with him, but he had, like, and that, and that was very, very clear. They were continually breaking down our right side, and Forrest was not getting back at any stage. It's like, I even looked, Terry, there. Been like. I even saw there, um, you obviously know I'm big into stats, like, but the, 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 the stats kind of don't yet the ones I look at anyway the, but I, I caught one briefly to up to the one that uh, Yasha came on and most of all play up until that point was uh, through the centre there was nothing in the rings nothing there was no heat coming down our rings as before that was yeah. that that's our main area where the heat match yeah. would be you know yeah but that that's that that, show, that shows it, and in fairness, like Mark said, I know, I'm not his biggest fan, but at least Johnson tried today. Uh-huh. Like it was basically like I mean, Forrest offered just nothing. I mean, you know, Johnson Johnson put in a shift, he put in an effort. I still, there's, I think there's a long way to go for that lad. But my God, James Forrest, for an experienced player like him who's been around the block for a long, long time, if that's if that's the level of performance he thinks he's he can, he's going to be putting in when he's playing with Celtic, he isn't mm-hmm. going to be playing with Celtic for very long. Mm-hmm. It, it was. It was awful. Like, there's a thing I want to talk about as well, and I think it's important. Uh, we we talk about the show that we're we're not biased towards the referees when decisions go our way, but 
I think uh, Ray Rovers can feel hard done by us getting a penalty and their penalty not being given in the first uh, place. I think you basically them basic calls rank Paul Ray Rovers mm-hmm. should have had a penalty. I totally mm-hmm. agree. But we shouldn't have basically. I don't think we should have had a penalty. No, no. I th- I thought like when I saw our penalty and then, and I look back to 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 Ray Rose in the first half like it's clear that Vickers Mark went went in. I think Mark if that was in the Premiership game, I think that pe- penalty was given. It's only the fact that we were playing with Rovers. I think that that penalty wasn't given. You know. Oh, uh, maybe. I mean, what I don't know. Who was that referee? What kind of level was he, Paul? He's, he's Premiership breath. He's Premiership breath. Oh, he? Two matches lost. Yeah, he yeah. Not, not, not only that, but he, not only that, when he, uh, when he gave the penalty against Ray Rovers, he booked, he booked him on the wrong man. Yeah. He, he, he booked the guy who handled the ball. He would have been sent off. <laughs> <laughs> and then the co- the commentators tried to. Oh, the, the word coming through pitch side is it was this guy that gave. How would they know the word coming through pitch side? And then because mm-hmm. the camera went to the fourth official, and he was just stoning there, saying nobody was going to boot him to ask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, listen, he, he, well, no, he's a Premiership referee, Matt. He refereed. Mm-hmm. He, didn't he? He wasn't he the referee that refereed? Remember when said to Livingston or? Yeah, oh, Nick Walsh, right? Nick Walsh, right? I, I, I didn't know yeah. who it was. I just, I, I, I couldn't picture him there just when we were talking about him. But there, Rob McNair saying Nick Walsh, right? I know who it is now. Um, just going by, this is something that Brian brought up, and I have it written down as well. Uh, I don't know, did you notice that at the start of the game, uh, Julian up against the post, kind of, uh, the commentators were talking about it, said he looked a bit pissed off, maybe he wasn't starting. Uh, Michael, uh, Paul Hartley and Michael Shaw said that he should be starting to get him up to fa- uh, match fitness. Uh, Chris Sutton actually disagreed. He says, what has Julian justified for Ange to drop Starfelt, even Welch, right. or even Kevin Vickers, Mark? For Julian, now I'm delighted to see him come on, but I, for me, I see the three boys ahead of Julian Mark, and I, I wouldn't even dare drop Starfelt or Cameron Vickers at the moment for Julian. No, no, I don't think Julian should just walk straight back into the team. For mm-hmm. me, Stephen Welsh is our main backup centre back, and I rate. I said he'd a bit of a stroppy start today, Paul, but. Just you can't kind of hold that against young players when they're just they're still learning their trade kind of thing. It's not as if he'd, he gave away any kind of goals or anything like that. It was just he was a bit. Welch should be a better defender than Julian anyway, Mark. Uh, he's he's, 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 he's going to be, yeah. be here longer than Julian as well. So I totally agree with Chris Sutton in saying that Julian needs to prove <laughs> in training that he's a up to the up to the task, a, a fitness wise, up to the task of fitting into Angie's system and playing that way. And then he's got to wait to get his chance to, but to get that. Who hasn't played since December 2020? And just what you said, there, okay. Sutton said said the exact same terms. He said, "How fit actually is Julian?" You know, well, well you said he picked yeah. up a knock just the other week, Paul, yeah, as well, sir. But it's still a it's still a knock when a player that we're waiting to get back. Do you know I what I mean? Him out of the bench back for two aye, games. aye. You know, but you might, Paul. There was no way that. And he's going to start it in. Because, oh. like you're saying, Welch, Welch, is, Welch is, if you want to call it, the the, def, the backup to the two lads. Starfield and and he knows how they play it as well, Terrence, yeah. Yeah, but Julian has to prove himself. But you're not going to... Like, there's no way that Julian could have expected to come into a game 
without have, without having started the game in fourteen months. I again, I'll go back to the point. I think if if Celtic had been comfortable and they did got three or four nil up after sixty minutes, and he would have probably brought him on. He might have probably brought him on. He probably would have had intentions of bringing him on at some stage to give him a run. No question about it. But like the notion that he was going to the, the notion that he was going to start, and if it is a case that he's leaning against the. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, this guy, the cameras went to once or twice. The dugout, and he looked fairly miserable now in the dugout. To be fair, but that, that you know, you don't, you don't need that attitude. And Ange once, Ange once wouldn't tolerate that attitude either in the squad. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's the two boys and Welsh is third choice at the moment. Just on that as well. You tell I. Just on, just on that as well. Look at our last cup game. Look at the look at the physicality in that game. The many injuries we picked up in that game. What if it's thinking, right? What if this is going to be like that again? Mm-hmm. What, if, what if it had been, What if it had turned into that kind of game and he started at Julian and the next thing Julian's took crocked off injured for another? Do you get what I mean? I mean, Angie's a, a cup game against a lower league team. I kind of no underestimate it, Alwa, but he wasn't expecting that kind of. Do you know, I mean, it's something been out at the time some of the tackles and things like that it's maybe I just thought it was maybe going to be that kind of game as well and didn't want to risk Julian in it I think anyway Mark like you're looking like he's dead right like dead right not to do it like you know what I mean like you said I mean Welsh needs game time though Mark because the problem is if one of the two boys did pick up an injury a hamstring injury or something like that you you'd 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 rather I'd rather Welsh come in who's been, who's been fit all season and, and been there involved all season, or Julian's only just coming back. Like I'd rather much rather. And there you are, then. Things up to match fitness. There you are, then. Like something that we've been spoken about for for, for months in the podcast is our uh, the youth development. And there, like if it's like Celtic fans saying Julian has to play, there you are, then pissing off another youngster, Mark, who's going to go right. I'm not getting another look in here. I'm gone. Do you know what I mean? And showing that he's capable of doing a job, yeah, Paul. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not as if it's a guy, a guy with a oh, Welsh struggles constantly, so he's not very good. No, I mean, he's not, he's not really put a foot rank for a young player, Paul. So I don't mm-hmm. see why, he, all of a sudden, just because Julian's fit, it should be him that's back in the squad. Mm-hmm. So for me, I said it earlier in the live chat, Paul, it's a bit, this is a big six months for Julian. I mean, mm-hmm. his contract's out, no, this summer, but the next are. Celtic's got a decision to make this summer. Do they sell him on for, I don't even know what kind of money we could get for him after the injury problems he's had in that? Or do we wait a year and see if he's going to progress and try and get him to sign up another contract during the year? Mm-hmm. There's a big thing, Mark. I remember Barry, Bar- Barry said to us when he was on the podcast, the big thing for any defensive pairing is, is partnership. And you can see between the three lads Whoever plays, maybe it's Vickers or Starfield, Starfield, Walsh, or you know, vice versa. The three of them understand each other. Now, Julian, I've... fair enough, he's been in around the training ground and stuff like that, but he hasn't played. And, and for me, it's it's a risk, Mark, just throwing Julian straight into the first team. And then you are starting a whole brand new partnership that, that mightn't even work. You know? No, because it's going to take Julian time to get A up to speed his fitness and be up to speed with the way Ange wants the game to be played. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's been training, but, but I mean, he's, how long has he been on the, the training pitch for now, Paul? Maybe 
just after Christmas time kind of thing. These yeah. other, I mean, look at look at Gio Marcus, look at uh, James McCarthy. They didn't have pre-seasons and stuff like that. And Anne just said about how hard it is to get them up to the... I honestly think Matt Julian will be fully fit at least till the end of the season. Considering the injury he had, Mark. No. no way he's 100% fit anyway. Not if play a 90-minute game for the way Ange expects a game to be played, Paul. Oh. Well, we took games. We took games. Yeah. And he was playing week in, week out already, Terrence. He'd been playing with Chamacoves and he'd been playing in Europe and he still came in and still took him a long time. If you listen to any of the, any of the guys that were there, you met Origi who's gone out. He said he couldn't he couldn't believe the intensity of the training. So like mm-hmm. Julian's out for fourteen months. Like it certainly is. I agree with you, Carl. It's going to take him. It's going to take him a while. I think Julian will be at the greatest respect him a, a bit past Clare for the rest of the season. I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know because the game, the game the games are going to take it fast. Like uh, just touching something you said there, Terence, and I keep a. Uh, track of all that kind of lone pairs and stuff like that. Yorogidi uh, had uh, an, uh, a debut to forget uh, in the Belgium League yesterday. Uh, I, I, half time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I believe he was. I don't know, they didn't kind of step up to the mark at all. The terms said there, Mark, he was ripped off at half time and it was kind of something that he needs to put behind him and get back. I would have liked to see him, Mark, Loaned out to a Scottish team rather than a team over in Belgium. Aye, yeah. I, I prefer I prefer if their players were going out and loan to a Scottish team, Paul, or even maybe yeah. the English Championship even or Shaw, something yeah, like that. Like a more physical game act that's more suited to our players. Like Shaw was a great transfer. Do you know what I mean? He stayed in the league, and you know, but look, a win's a win. Oh, that's uh, the thing. That's a, that's what you need in these cup games, Mark. And that's like think we've we've seen on the edge. Uh, we win when we're not playing well, and and, and that's the main thing, isn't this? Oh, well, the substitutions made all the difference today, Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was and I, just but saying about the wingers, the two wingers that came on, it just that's what totally changed the game for me when they changed what about the wingers. The mark from Hayata to Yasa and oh. Yasa to that was a well taken goal. Now. That was a oh, goal that goal pass, that that pass was that pass was a thing of beauty, Paul. That really mm-hmm. was. I mean, opened up the defence, didn't it? I, but but I, thought the def- I thought the defender was going to get it. Mm-hmm. It was. It was like one one half a stride away from getting it. Kind of thing. It was. It was absolutely inch perfect. Beautiful to watch that. You know what was paused well today, Terence? Uh, a corner kicks without Jovanovic. Uh, they are taking the the things. We there was some stages there we couldn't even beat the first man again. Yeah, well, I mean, you can you can you can see the see the distribution of O'Reilly in particular when he, mm-hmm. he yeah O'Reilly as well yeah O'Reilly yeah. um Connor, so many players I'm forgetting who we have yeah you know and, yeah and you know he he generally puts it in on the spot no as we haven't scored but it's a lot more dangerous than and what uh-huh. we're doing today you could see like I mean there was one or two even Jota hit one and it was miles past everyone you know so they're 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 but to me, Paul, it showed a glaring difference between your first... Yeah, it did. I'm going to say maybe 15 players and those outside the first 15. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There seems to, there's a there's there's such a difference in quality. Are you looking, right? To the guy, to what, your, we, what we talked about there, uh, myself and Mark Thames, you, Amos, as well, 
I say no with players leaving. I say Max, Mac. I say we might have a squad of about roughly 25 players now, I say, with the players that have left, maybe 30. And it's like what Terence said there. Max out of them, we only have about 15 or 18 players maybe that can actually step up into the first team and keep up the way Andrew wants to play. Aye. Aye. Just, as I said earlier, Paul, is the yeah. squad as, as good as we think it is? I mean, I... We've said, oh, that's a good, good, that's a good team. It's the other night with that. That's a good team. It's one of the best benches in a long while, and that. Mm. But there we see what's oh, sitting there with your Mikey Johnsons and James Forrest and that. Do you know what I mean? Just I, I, I see what Terms said earlier. I don't think Anne had any intention of putting them on. No, I really don't think that I was his intention. I think the game. I think the game plan was strong enough to beat that team today, Mark. And they should have beaten that. They should have been. They should have been. You know, and I think that's the concern that uh, is what Terence just said there. Like these these players just really aren't good enough, Mark. And it's it's a pity that we actually can't rest players that we have to bring them on to beat the likes of Ray Rovers. You know, when, when I think I think McGregor was a big miss for us today was, yeah. as well. I mean, he mm-hmm. did. I mean, fair dues beating Dizzy's Joe well, but. McGregor's kind of sets the pace and sets the tempo of the team he's in that. Captain and as well, Mark. Like exactly, like he's the captain as well, Mark. And as you said, like Bison, I think as well, Mark. Not do Bison, but he's a slower player in the way he uses the ball than McGregor. You know, uh, but it's a, it's a it's a totally different type of yeah. player for me, Paul. We speak yeah. about how McGregor does that deep line playmaker role. Beaton's no, he's like for me, he's like a. Old fashioned, old fashioned. No, really, into just your, like your CDM kind mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. your Wanyama or somebody like that idea. Mhm. Mhm. McGregor's like a top, your top class quarterback, isn't he? Mhm. He, yeah. like, he just sits there. McGregor's like a top class quarterback. He just spreads left, right, left, right, left, right. So he, the difference is unbelievable when you watch him playing. Like. And we yeah. him de- we him doing that, but it raises the tempo of how we're attacking in that terms. When McGregor always looking for these passes, whereas Beaton's that's not his job, so he's kind of winning the ball and looking for somebody to pass to to get the move started. He's not the move starter himself. I think we really missed it, did miss yeah, McGregor exactly, yeah. playing that kind of role today. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, um, Terence now is going to go through the, the fix of this confusion uh, after the, the after this bliss. Uh, Terence, do you want to take it? Yeah, it was just something I saw there the other day, Paul. Um, and I'll try to explain it. It's a bit long-winded, but mm-hmm. basically, that, that's um, why I gave it to you. Cause, <laughs> cause imagine how many notes I would have in that. We'd be here all night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a punishment for laughing at them last other night. Terms. <laughs> yeah. Wait till he sees what he sees. What has in line for you next week, man? <laughs> um, but like, as we all know, there's obviously the split comes after 33 games, and they're saying that there's a a system, a mathematical flaw there that could allow a team to play 20 home games or 20 away games. But obviously the SPL try and make sure that Celtic and Rangers play 19 each. Right? And that was lead to two derbies home and away. But the way it's the way it's panning out this season, Celtic could be in trouble and could be finding themselves having to play a third away game against the likes of Hibs or Motherwell or Aberdeen because of the way the system has fallen. Because at the break, come the, the split, Rangers would have played 17 home games and 16 away games. And Celtic would have played 16 home games and 17 away games. Right? 
Mm-hmm. So, and the way the way it is, the way it is at the minute, the way the system is at the minute, the league is obviously Celtic, Celtic Rangers, Hearts, Dundee United are thirty three, Motherwell are thirty three, Saint Mirren are six and thirty two, and they have a game in hand. Hibs thirty one, Livingston thirty, Aberdeen twenty nine with a game in hand. Now I went through and I looked at it all, and Celtic have played Hearts, Rangers, Livingston. Uh, Aberdeen, Motherwell, Hibs, all twice away already this season. They've only played Hearts at home once. They've played Rangers at home once. I know they're going to play them. They've played Dundee United at home twice. They've played Motherwell at home once. Mirren at home twice. Hibs at home once. Livingston at home once. Now, Celtic's next three games, or Celtic's next few games at home, are Dundee United, St. Mirren, Ross County, and St. Johnson. And their next three away games are Hibs, Livingston, and Rangers. Right? Mm-hmm. Take it down into consideration what Rangers have. Rangers have played all the top six sides, or nearly all of them at home. They've played, they'll have played. they be playing Celtic twice at home. They've played Hearts twice at home. They've played Dundee United once, Motherwell twice, St. Mirren once, Hibs twice, Livingston twice, and Aberdeen twice. And their remaining games that they have left to play are Motherwell at home, Aberdeen at home, Celtic at home. They're away to Dundee United, St. Johnson, Dundee and St. Mirren. So the way it's going to pan out, because there's going to be five games left, if the likes of Aberdeen wind up in the top six, it could pan out that Rangers will get a third home game against the likes of Aberdeen, Hibs or Motherwell, where Celtic may have to, may have to travel away to the likes of an Aberdeen or a, or, a, or a Motherwell again for a third time. So Rangers have played all the top six teams pretty much at home at least nearly twice. Celtic have played hardly any of them at home twice. And when the split comes in with the five games, because the league the league is going to wind that way, there's going to be three games, two games at home, three away or three away and two at home. The, bot, the way it's going to pan out is that Rangers will more than likely get to like to play Hibs for a third time at home which is unbe- or, or Motherwell they could get to play either two of them for a third time at home where Celtic would have to go away and play a third game uh, away to one of the sides in the top six or play a, third t- a team again the third time like Aberdeen like Hibs like, like Hearts like, if, like and at the minute as I said the way it pans out the top nine teams there's from fourth which is done the United to 33 to Aberdeen, who have a game in hand is 29. There's nothing in it between those from four to ninth. So come like the only way that Celtic will get out of it, I think, is if Saint Mirren managed to stay in sixth. Celtic have only played they've only, they've only played Saint Mirren away once. And so how would the SPN this happened, Terence? I, I they they didn't really say it, Paul. They said it, it, they said they have to try and basically get a, a situation in play where, where Celtic have to play another away game. So Celtic have to play another away game. It's after the split. So they have to play another away game against one of the top sides they've already played away twice. Mm-hmm. Whereas, Rangers, whereas Rangers will get to play them play one of the top six sides at home for a third time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as I said, the only This is basically a case you like a lump at terms. That basically is a... It, it, is, it is, Mark. It is, and if you, as I said, if you looked at if you looked at even the remaining fixtures, 
that are left. Celtic are home to Dundee, St. Mirren, Ross County, St. Johnson. With the greatest respect, all teams kind of, apart from St. Mirren, all teams in the bottom, bottom tier. But yet they're away to Hibs, Livingston and Rangers, teams that are nearly in the top, nearly that fighting for top six. Whereas Rangers are at home to Motherwell, Aberdeen, Celtic, all teams that are fighting at the top six and away to St. Johnson, Dundee, St. Mirren. I know St. Mirren are there, thereabouts, and Dundee United. So it like I was looking through it all and I was gonna go on. It looks like how 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 they can get to a situation where Celtic and Celtic has to possibly play a third game away to one of the top six and Rangers get to play a third game at home against one of the six. As I said, it's like they said it's likely could be Hibs or Motherwell for Rangers that they're gonna to get to play them at home for a third time, as opposed to them having to go to Easter Road. Mm-hmm. Like Rangers away Rangers away against against those top teams. They're going to play Celtic twice and they're going to play Dundee United twice and they're going to play St. Mirren twice. Obviously, that's natural. But they've only played Hibs or Hearts once away. They've only played Motherwell once away. They've only played Hibs once away. They've only played Livingston once away. They've only played Aberdeen once away. So when, when the split comes. But because it's obviously, as we all know, it's the top five, the top, the top six teams will play against each other. There's going to be, if you were to go by this, Rangers would technically nearly have one home game and four away. But it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So they they're basically at a massive advantage, and well, I, I, I when I when I was reading it I couldn't believe it like yeah of course like they're tough away games two turns for us if we have to go away to Aberdeen or Mudwell again like they're tough games like you know it it is it is Paul because the fact that as I said the fact that Celtics Celtic have played two home games at Hearts two away games sorry at Hearts they played they'll have two away games at Rangers understandable they have two away games at Livingston. Two away games at Aberdeen, two away games at Butterwell, two away games at Hibs. Like, that's, do you know what I mean? It's two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, twelve of Celtics, nine, 19 games in the split. And if you come to will be against the better side. 12 out of 19. If you look at the ones Rangers have, they have, they've, they've played all the, they've played all the, the, the lesser sides and all the stronger sides they've, they've played at home. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they haven't, they haven't, they haven't played any of the, the bigger side. They've only played Hibs once, Livingston once, Aberdeen once away from home. And and again, even the, the remaining fixtures, I was there looking at it. Rangers are home to Motherwell, Aberdeen, Celtic. Away to St. Johnson, away to Dundee, away to St. Mirren, away to Dundee United. Whereas Celtic, whereas Celtic, Celtic are away to Hibs, Livingston and Rangers. Mm-hmm. And at home to Dundee, St. Mirren, County, St. Johnson. And Thanks. looking at t- looking at the next season terms, will this, 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 Glitch here now have a knock-in effect to, to next season. Well, it, it, it shouldn't. Ha- it shouldn't have a knock-in effect in any season. The, the problem, the problem that you have with it, Paul, is like it, it reads like even with the, re- the remaining few games, Celtic have all the teams in the top six pretty much, mm-hmm. and uh, away, and they have the lower sides at home. Rangers have all the majority of sides that are the top six sides at home, and all the uh, and all the and all the lower sides away. And how how it's how it's got how it's got to a situation where Rangers were 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 this far into the season, and and the likes of Rangers have only played have only played Hibs, Livingston, Aberdeen, Motherwell, and Hearts once. Once yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's unbelievable after after nineteen games. Yet Celtic have yet yet they can fit Celtic to play two games against most of those sides. Mm-hmm. It, Mark, you know it it, 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 it stinks like. Mm-hmm. Mark, you want to come in there? Oh, definitely. I, I, I can't really get my head around it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, obviously, Terence has read that. I mean, he knows what he's talking about. But I, so I, 
there must be some kind of explanation for this, Terence. They said it's a mechanical, uh, it was a glitch in the computer system, I think, Terence, when they said that, then there was some glitch. But the my thing is, like, people are actually looking at this computer when these fixtures are done. So how could yeah. it be a glitch when someone's physically looking at the screen when these fixtures uh, are done before the split at the the season? A computer only day, but you tell it today, Paul. Yeah, exactly. It's like they've made an excuse by saying that they basically said the system contains a built-in mathematical flaw, which means teams being given either 20 home games or 20 away games. So the way it's going to pan out is the way it reads is that Celtic are going to play 20 away games and 18 home games, and Rangers are going to play 20 home games and 18 away games. That's two games. That's a huge difference. And especially the fact is it's one thing to play, to play 20 away games the other team playing 18, whatever it is. But the problem is the, 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 the away games that are, you're talking about. The away games you're talking about are the teams in the top six. With the greatest respect, it's not an away against the Dundee and St. John, St. John, St. Johnson. You know, I mean that... Ah, it's, the be- it's obviously the better, the better teams higher, higher up the league down, so it's... Yeah. The split's the split's just yeah, that just stupid thing just, altogether. I, I, I don't I, know why they built it. I just want to ask you that, Mark. Like, just, just come out of this, this fixture team for a minute, right? And we talk about the splits. Like, I actually don't know like, that, that I've watched anyway of any professional league doing a split like that. It's the Belgian league not get something weird that they do as well, Paul. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the Belgian league does something a bit weird. Uh, but I, I, I don't know what purpose it serves, Paul. But I mean, it really does, not so They give the, the teams down the bottom mark, maybe a bit of chance to get out of the relegation zone or, you know, that they're not playing the big teams then or something like well, that. Well, I mean, even if before, I'm sure, Paul, that sometimes, like, the seventh team, see, after the split's been done, the seventh team has had more points than the sixth team. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm sure that has happened on a, maybe more than even one occasion, Paul. And see, 30 teams at that level, but that's maybe a lot of money to them, Paul. That exactly. difference in a one-league position. I don't know, it's just a stupid because thing. It makes it, it makes what people going about, oh, the Scottish League, it's a bit of a joke, about a Mickey Mouse League. Then this kind of thing doesn't help that. Like you know what I mean, at Disney? In, um, in Ireland, it, it'll be, is it, the, is it the, the second from the bottom terms of the Premier League will play the runners-up in the first division in the playoffs to see who qualifies and who goes down from the, Premier, the Premiership, isn't it? We do that, do we know? That's how that's how Motherwell kept that's how Motherwell kept Rangers doing. My body will do the same. Like I I like that idea. That's how Motherwell kept Rangers in the championship that year. This split to me, Mark, just is. I I don't see the purpose in it. Like really, you know what I mean? And and I was reading just what what Terence was going on there about the fish. Uh, Remember, Buzzbomb was actually saying something about that on the phone page, and he was actually saying that this could still have a knock and effect to next season, Mark, until it's fixed. You know? Right, well, Buzz, Buzz, has been, Buzz has been well, he's been all over this, hasn't he, the wee man, sir? At the split, in the, the, and I looked at the table and wrote it out there, the, the top nine, on the top nine teams, I know there's only 12 minutes, but on the top nine teams, Celtic have played, played the teams 14 times. Mm-hmm. Rangers, Rangers have only played those top sides, the nine sides, 11 times. That's three games. How is there that much? How is there that much of a disparity between the two of them? Mm-hmm. It's all, there's only 33 matches. 
and yet there's a there's a disparity of three games. That's huge, like. Do you know what I mean? To to get to be one team to have eleven away games, and against those top nine sides, and another team to have fourteen, like it 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 it, it makes absolutely no no sense whatsoever. Like. Do you know it yeah. should like it. Should, what happened to the day where Celtic are home this week, Rangers are away. Celtic Celtic are away, Rangers are home. What like? Do you know what I mean? It's 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 not. It's no, not you play each team home and away. Is that Bobby said it would make we need to play forty four games though? That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. In my opinion, I just got up there what Buzz says, Mark. Uh, the the only way to solve this fixture of fairness is to do away with the split altogether, as it solves no purpose whatsoever. The person or persons who came up with this idea should not be involved in anything to do with football. It's supposed to be a level playing field. But when you have certain visits to certain uh, uh, teams three times in a season, where's the fairness in that? Like, I, I like that. That's the only way I can see it. Like, cause I, I actually don't, don't, don't see this place as any purpose in the Scottish League, Mark. You know what I mean? You know. Yeah. I, 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 I think as well, Paul, that it must be some kind of rule to govern that. Yeah. You know? I mean, is, like, is a league breaking it saying rules doing this? I don't know. I'd look into it, yeah. Like, terms like, is there any way, maybe, like, what what you said there and when, when you told us uh, this next week, when you sent us, was, can, can we talk about it? And I asked you, like, is there any way we can fix this? Like, and thing like you said, maybe if Celtic actually played an extra home game now, Maybe that might think, but that that's not going to happen. I I don't think with us. Well, it's obviously it obviously probably can't no Paul because they mm-hmm. want it to be eight and nineteen. So I I I, I I I that's what I did say to you. I would have thought that maybe they could have pushed in a game for I don't know whether it's Rangers or Celtic or one of the teams to play a game that seems to be stand out before the split. But obviously then they won't have one will have a game played more than the other one. So. I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the, the, the remaining games, bring it up to the split and bring it up to the to the even numbers of, of, of the, the 33 games before the split. But it's, but basically, the long and the short of it is it looks like it's Celtic going to have 20 away games and 18 home games and Rangers are going to have 20 home games and 18 away games. The problem is, as I keep saying, is it's the away game that Celtic mm-hmm. are going to have. They're, 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 they're going to be they're going to be away to Dundee United because they've only played them once, and they're going to be away to Rangers. Mm-hmm. But, but then their like their likelihood is they'll, they'll they'll be at home. They'll probably they could be at home to they could be at home to Hibs, and maybe for argument's sake, if Aberdeen get into it or someone like that. But Celtic could conceivably be away to the likes of Livingston. They could be away to the likes. It's of a thought, yeah. I'd be more, of all know, the teams, I'd be more afraid going to, uh, go, going away to Livingston towns. Oh yeah. Oh, Without a doubt, Paul, but it's the fact that the fact that it's come to this that Celtic will have to pay, play an extra game away to a side that's going to finish in the top six is massively, massively unfair and very, very unprofessional. Mm-hmm. I think, like you, you, you kind of think something doesn't sit right with us. And as I said, one team has played fourteen away games so far, and another will have played one fourteen away games by the split, and, and the other team will have played eleven. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's ridiculous like mm-hmm. uh, moving on and I think we'll talk about this Mark 
as the split comes on and we kind of find out more about it because I'm so more details will come out about this nearer to the split I think we have details Max? about what? no more details about maybe oh, when the split happens I mean for me everything I mean I've obviously I've kept up with Buzz, Buzz has been seen on the forum but Terence has covered it well there as well in all fairness yeah ah he you really know. has but eh uh, Celtic's got, Celtic should be asking this kind of question. The way, Mark, I, I always thought the way it was because of the TV deals uh, with Sky was every team plays twice at home and twice away. You know what I mean? Well, that's what that, I just thought every league was run like yeah, that. But do you get that? Like that yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, but, like, uh, Bobby Sutherland said he's seen something at the Garden Sky the other day. <laughs> They've already shown six more Rangers games than us live. Oh, I agree with us, Mark. Any time I see Celtic play, Mark, and I'm looking at the TV, they're, they're never on Sky. Do you know what I mean? But in fact, no. that see what Terns said at Gimbank. They used to be Celtic were home one week, they were away, the next, they were away. Then so, do you get what I mean? And whoever the away team was, that was the game that was on the telly. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. years, that's how it kind of worked. Do you know what I mean? And there, it just did. If that's six mere games, I, don't, I mean, Bobby's, he'll know that if it's, he'll know it's true, he wouldn't have said it. So it just shows you again that the system isn't working right. I mean, that Sky just, one of the biggest mistakes Scottish football made as well was going back back to Sky. It really was, because BT, BT were presenting it a lot better, showing a lot more interest and a lot more evenness across the board. Do you know what I mean? And they, they went back to Sky and it's just went back as bad as ever, man. I think Sky just looked at it. They're not even getting they they can just pass ah, they can just pass yeah. service now and we'll just, we'll just take it. It's ridiculous. They don't help. If we speak about it, the guys that run Scottish football don't help. I mean, these guys that own football clubs, they, I mean, Dermot Desmond's a billionaire. Other guys in the board are millionaires and that. And <clears throat> you've got guys that have got enough money to buy Aberdeen. You've got Dougie Park at Rangers. And all these guys come, can't come together and sort out a decent TV package for Scottish football. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even, don't he? Because you can't tell me if somebody phoned up Dermot Desmond and Dougie Park and says, here, look, I'm looking for a package, going to get the SPL, but beamed into America, it'll bring in £50 million pound a year. Would you fancy meeting up for lunch? The two of them would be at lunch. They'd be there, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. I see guys that just... Again, Scotland's kind of just stagnating a lot, Paul. Do you know what I mean? It's no, there's no guys with a, like a vision of how to move the game as such forward and better it and make it more appealing to you. Sure, Mark, I think like, we, we, we can see that, Mark, by having uh, the people who are running Scottish football don't have an idea by not even having a resolve league. No, I, you know, I, 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 I know like, that's... When I saw there the other day, that's the uh, likes of um, Aberdeen and, and Hibonians now want to bring in uh, a B team next season, so and that, and that, but mainly spoke yeah, about that, Paul. With these teams, with uh, uh, Celtic Rangers setting the standard, and all the rest yeah. are going to fall. So the league's yeah. just going to be full of the B that's, teams that's anyway. What going, that's what I'm going to say, Mark. Like, do you think the Lowland leagues then will accept four cold teams in their league? Do you know what I mean? I but, I, I can't see that happening. No, because well, but. But saying there about the amount of teams going into the league, if we wanted to play an even number of games, these teams as well, 
it's I don't get mere money, mere income, but there's gotta be gotta be teams that are gonna to have to drop down to even lower level than that to accommodate them. I think uh, I think maybe Mark what the SBN are hope are hoping maybe the clubs set up this, this league themselves and their finances and so the SPL won't have to pull any kind of financial support into it. No. Well, this, I don't have any for me, Paul, then that should be part of your youth development. Yeah. And see, yeah. and see the thing about it, see money you put into youth development, your youth set, that doesn't come, come into your financial fair play regulations and stuff like that. No. So, why so don't... So, for your club anyway, Mark? Uh, but, something like that. So, again, why can't, why can't these businessmen come together and put together a B-League? Yeah. yeah. Get in touch with other... Get in touch with all the other clubs. Get right, right through the full of Scottish football, even Paul, and just see what the interest is. Maybe mm-hmm. even teams in the Championship maybe like to put in like a youth team. Do you get what I mean? Of course they would. Ah, like, they're teams, like, I mean, that's the right. Thing, and Look at the amount of young boys that are in the Aki's Academy and things make, like that. Going to make the leagues more strong, Scott, and then even better because the young players are playing at a, a higher quality of player when they're playing against Celtic or, or do you know what I mean? Getting, you know? getting scouted, maybe players yeah, are getting scouted, exactly. maybe getting picked up for some team, a young player getting picked up with your Aberdeen or Hibs or something like that, maybe we would never have got the chance that's to get spotted that's playing that's against them. Scout these players, Aye. Man. Do you know what I mean? That's how Celtic scouted um, the Irish players years and years ago because they came off to Ireland and like they have their scouts here and I know who they are, but they watch these Monster Senior League, it's Monster Senior League terms, isn't this? They watch these games. Yeah. Yeah. They, they yeah. watch these games. Like, and that's how, and how are you supposed to keep, like, keep your eye mark on a youngster in Scotland when you don't even have a proper league system for him? You know? No, that's it, Paul. That's what I'm kind of wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Where did Bayern Munich spot Ryan Morrison? I think, Mark, it was. I, I honestly think, Mark, that could have been in the data. The such that you were on about before, Mark, because they're a beacon to that for Munich. Like. Uh, maybe it was through that. He's obviously a schoolboy international, Mark, I'm assuming. He's played it's under Scotland under 17s as well, Terence, yeah. 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 yeah so they've probably seen him play with Scotland under 17s, and they've probably watched him a good few times, and they've probably gone, I would like to look at this kid, mm-hmm. watch his story. And then they go, Well, he's a Celtic, he's actually doing nothing. And they go, We well, ask the question, Do you want to come here, look what we have, look at this? We have this league, we have a B league, we have a reserve league, we have a 21s league, whatever it is. This is what we have. This is the plans we have. This is the way we're going to go forward with it. This is what we hope for you to do in the future. Mm-hmm. So they obviously, they obviously look at they obviously look at the the, the underage systems as they use internationals, whether it's 16s or 17s or 18s or whatever. Mark, I'm assuming that's where that young lad was spotted, and they thought, you know, this lad looks tidy. Let's let's keep an eye on him. Let's see what he's doing. And when he's obviously doing nothing at Celtic with the greatest respect for him. It was a no-brainer when Bayern Munich came in and exactly. they, have a, they have a plan and they have a league and they have something in front of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, uh, Celtic have released their interim PSC financial report uh, from the 31st of December. The key operational items were currently first in the Premier uh, SPL, uh, winners of the Premier Sports League Cup, 19 home fixtures, 2020-117, partition in the Europa League group stage and qualification into the knockout stages of the Conference League. Key financial revenue, revenue increased by 29.9% to £52 million. 2020 was £40.7 million. Profits from trading 
was uh, 7 million lost down 3 million. Profit from transfers and registration shown as profit on disposable was 25 million, an increase from 2020. Uh, acquisition of players, 16.8 million. Period end, net cost in the bank, 25.6 uh, uh, from 19.7 million in 2020. Mark, I'll come to you first. Be- before we go on to the the financial side of it, the, we just talk about the the operational side of it. Like, when Andrew's brought in, did you think that we'd have the first trophy of the season in the bag? Uh, in my opinion, we had a good Europa League, considering the group that we were in. We've European football after Christmas, uh, next week against Bordeaux Glimt. And we're first in the Premier League and we're in the quarterfinals of the, the Scottish Cup. The players he brought in, 19 million spent, Mark, 20 million spent on the players he brought in. Pretty much, Mark, he's doing a heck of a job, isn't he? And oh, he's doing better than I expected, Paul. Yeah. He honestly is. I hold my hands up. Although, say that I'd, as soon as his it's name came up, as soon as his name, as soon as his name, I. I said that all along, that was your main priority. And anything else is a bonus, Mark, isn't it? And I, th- I always thought, once we'd looked in and we would get signings in in the summer, I thought we'd a good chance at the league. Maybe mm. maybe just a wee bit too much, but I thought we would give them a right good run for our money. But no, I think it, I think it's yours to lose, Paul, really. I don't think anybody... If we, do, we know we can do, the league, the league will be yours, Paul, basically. I don't think anybody mm. in Scotland can stop us if we're playing if we've played every week the way we know that we can play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terence Nicholson said uh, John this that he, he said uh, he has to give credit to Ange for when he came into the club there was no first team 11 uh, he fielded a very weakened team in the Hearts game he said uh, he told us the players we wanted we wanted to get those players for him we got those players from him in the first transfer window we got more players in the second transfer window that Ange wanted uh, Celtic have really, not just the fans, but I think the board as well, have bought into Ange and what his visions are for the club. Oh, yeah, without a, without a doubt, Paul. And from everything that you hear when you hear an interview, um, when I'm talking about certain aspects of it, there seems to be, which is great, there seems to be a very, very good working relationship between Ange and Michael Nichols, mm-hmm. which, is, which, is, which is massive. And, and the fact that Ange seems to be the main man. That's a mm-hmm. huge thing. As opposed to Michael Nicholson's ex prequel well, not... Yeah, know, I think that's the key terms, were, isn't it? That they're letting but, Ange do the football teams, isn't it? Yeah. Like, if it was Lawwell still there, Lawwell would still be bigger than Ange. Mm-hmm. Whereas, it, whereas if Ange... Like, and I said this before, the beauty about it that seems to be so good is Michael Nichols is running Celtic's business side. Ange has been left to run the football side. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, we're required to come together and he's saying to him, look, I, I've identified this guy, I need this, this and this. This is roughly how much they're going, to cost, they're going to cost. And they're coming together and they're going, yeah, no problem, we can do that for you. And I think that's, that's, that's why there's such a successful chemistry between the both of them, it appears to be, because every time someone is talking about a particular player or transfer window or anything, Ange is always making very, very sure and clear to say how good Michael Nichols has been, how good the board has been to support him in 
in basically the acquisitions he's been getting. So, I, like, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's working. It's been working perfectly. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's credit, credit to Ange for obviously identifying or who or whoever has identified him. And at the same time, there has to be credit to the board for for backing him because mm-hmm. they did. I think the guys early, especially in this transfer window, which Celtic are renowned for being very very slow or getting maybe a last day loan in the. Getting yeah. everyone in done before the transfer yeah. finished again to settle in and everything down this time. Yeah, you know it was all the, the all the Japanese boys were as soon as the first day opened they were literally landing and landing or on their way to Glasgow. So it, well, we annu- I mean we announced the signings before the window was even open. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. So you, know what I mean? you can only you can only applaud you can only applaud the Celtic board and yeah, <laughs> like if they well, got their work done so early. Like well, I thought as well. Mark was was good was. When the the Australian lad, uh, uh, McGree, is this the Riley McGree or something? Uh, like interested. Yeah. We already we already had. I didn't expect that we had O'Reilly set up already to just come in that we didn't get. You know what I mean? So not only were we looking for players, Mark, but we seem to have a proper backup as well this time, and we didn't buy players, Mark, just for the sake of it to, to fill our squads. You know, and, and just going back to what Terence said. Nicholson is doing what he needs to be doing in the financial side and he's letting the football side to Ange is what we always kind of asked for was for the CEO to stay out of the football matters. You know? Oh, that's what should be happening, Paul. We wouldn't mm-hmm. have been in a mess we were in last season if it had happened. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think it's great like that, that Mark Ange speaks uh, fondly of, of Nicholson. You know, because like, I found it strange back when Dominic McCoy left and when Nicholson was appointed interim CEO and Anne said that he's been dealing with him a lot since he came into the club, you know? Well, he was kind of a finance guy, wasn't he? Yeah. So he would have yeah. a lot of input he, he on that, but, but money was available to spend. I, I, I was looking <clears> at, like, what kind of influence did actually Don McCoy have, Mark, when he came into... I think, Mark... Looking back, I think we could have actually been in a real mess if Dominic McCoy stayed on. You know? No, oh, I don't know. It's... I can't really. Uh, no, I, I mean, it really wasn't even... Jesus Christ, I caught John Kennedy last season. You know what I mean? So, uh, but, <laughs> no, but I mean, he wasn't even here long enough for his to really form an opinion on him. I mean, he came in, he came out with Ange in the press conference and, I mean, the two of them talked the talk. No, but just going on what they were saying, Mark, that, like, what we heard of him like that, he was out of his debt there. Do you know what I mean? Like David Desmond supposedly wasn't happy the way he was doing stuff. Uh, do you know, we're just going over here and like... Aye, I know, Paul, but see, that, that's down to the board then. I mean, let's, mean, not, let's not be kidding. This isn't a, a guy turning up a job interview and saying, oh, aye, oh, 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 oh. Don't, yeah. Do you know what I mean? This that's was a, a long, long process. So that should have been, if he wasn't going to be big enough and then... He came in and worked with Peter Lowe. So if he wasn't going to be big enough to fill Peter Lowe's shoes, surely that should have been flagged up before he actually took her permanently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe a huge amount of that, no, Paul, because no. as Mark was saying, for for a CEO position in any company, first of all, the likelihood is the individual is headhunted. Secondly, the likelihood is they've gone through numerous interviews and discussions, and they've had chats with. In this case, Dermot Desmond and Ian Bankia and the board and the whole lot. So I know what they, I know what they were saying. They weren't happy with him in X, Y, and that it's something we'll never know. But they're they, they're not going to come out and say, well, yeah, he was really really good, but we just we just things didn't work out. 
they have to paint the picture that they weren't happy with him and he had to move on, like, you know what I mean? So, I mean, when it first came out, the kind of, and let's not be kidding, this was, there was a lot of kind of people that are like, the in folk on Twitter and that way, Celtic, they were kind of making it as if it was a health problem. Mm-hmm. Or it was maybe a family problem or something like that. Maybe, and I think, maybe we still don't know, do you know what I mean? No, but I don't know, Paul, because it kind of, the narrative kind of changed pretty quickly, because I think a lot of people thought, eh, well, that's not really adding up. Do you get what mm-hmm. I mean? There's the, and it kind of the PR spin changed it quite quickly, or especially overnight, really. You know what I mean? Cause he's back working with Scottish rugby league. Sorry, he's Terms? He's back working with the Scottish That's what I was yeah, going to say. That's he that's got a job. He got a job. He started a job not that long after it, so you can't say it was yeah, any he, day with health or family or health or anything like that. Mark, it could have been him himself. You know, just going what you're saying there, maybe Dominic McCoy actually. No, I think no, I think our board is the same people who vetted Craig White to research Tom Mackay. He realised Mark himself that he was more suited to the rugby rather than the football. You know? Again, Paul, why he did it take him that long? Yeah. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Why did it take him, take him all months. that time to realise he didn't actually fancy the job? Why mm. get to even the lesser process to get offered the job if you didn't really fancy it? Because, mm. like, in real terms, like we're all delighted where Nicholson has performed and stuff like that. But like this is only one season. Like we don't know, we still don't know Mark his future plans uh, for Celtic. Like you know, we I mean, still it's don't not, know. It's, it's not even been interviewed. I thought, no. and I've said to you before, Paul. That, see, for me, that's a good CEO. I said mm-hmm. to you, hopefully, we get to a stage of own here. That we're not sitting constantly moaning about our CEO, and that's I know we're talking about me now, but that is we're at that. But it's no we're not reading Michael Nicholson all the time in the paper. And it's about you Celtic, know. where we always were with, when when Lowe was Lowe, there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was always the, a, the Peter Lowe show kind of thing. He was like the face of Celtic, man. Aye, aye. And I think was I think that was a kind of maybe. A, maybe well, maybe they started the throwing out with uh, Rogers, to be honest, Paul, because Ronnie Dyla was happy for Peter Lowe to be, do you get what I mean? He just wanted to be on the training pitch, kind of training the players and working with the players. Neil Lennon was just Neil Lennon, he would just do whatever Peter Lowe wanted him to do. Whereas Rogers would be like, why is he, why is he talking about this? In the, why is he getting interviews about this? You see, you see, should have been interviews to anybody, really. I mean, you never read, you never read an inter- Maybe once a year you'll read something about, like, the Chelsea CEO or something like that, but... I think, Mark, we knew the follow between Brendan Rodgers and Peter Lawrence when we signed uh, Shavard, Marvin Shavard, and uh, they interviewed um, Brendan Rodgers, and he said he didn't sign him. He's enough wingers. It's defence. And then Marvin Shred said that, came out and said that he'd spoke to Brendan Rodgers a yeah. couple of times on the phone. Yeah. So who yeah. do you believe? I mean, so why, 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 why do the player? Why would the player say he hadn't he spoke, you know, he, he spoke to the manager? Was Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Could you see this progress with him? No. On the Ange and no. his players coming in. Could you see maybe Peace Lord trusting Ange's judgment and sign four players from Japan? No. I don't. Th- I don't I think really we've been as good a spot as we've had if Peter Lord was no, still in charge, really even we, Ange. You know, I, I, I really could. I couldn't see Peter we, Lord being the man he is, Mark. But the, the state of the team at the end of last season, the amount of players we were needing, Paul, Peter Lord would have been getting his own free agents. And yeah, yeah well, it would all I be. I think that's the key, Mark. This season, to more than any other seasons, was that it's only like three, three loan deals: uh, Mida. Vickers and Yotta, the rest are signings, Mark, tied down to four to five years. But I think that's... Uh, and, the loan, and the loan sign is probably at a level that... that even, if they don't, even if they don't sign, they've, and the day they win the league in that, this season, they've done their job, Paul, as I've said. If you're bringing in a loan signing, it's got, aye, they've got to be somebody straight into your team and better than what you've got. There's no mm-hmm. point to just have the guys like John Joe Kenny and folk like that. Well, look at John Joe Kenny now. Mark, he's playing uh, regularly now for everything. This, this new highly um, rated uh, youngster they signed from across the road. Is not even getting a look in? No. Look how everyone's doing. I was talking to Shane Paul about that the other day. I don't know, did we speak about it on this yeah. Paul the other night, did we? No, no, we didn't actually go on. I'm just uh, looking at the Premier League table terms and the team seeding at the bottom of that, even like less, I've not got the figures in front of me, but it was like Leicester have won like six, seven games all season and things like that. And you think that's the amount of money these teams have got. And doing at the bottom of half of that league, it's absolute dross, man. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, teams, 20, what was it, 22 games or something, Paul? Sorry, Terms. So that's probably the reason Rodgers is throwing the toys out of the cot now, because all of a sudden it's. Only seven games won. He's not fighting for Champions League spot, so it's not his fault anymore. Like, ah, he's throwing the players under the bus. What's it? done it the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, big time. Uh, moving on, uh, Terence, it was clear to everyone that uh, Celtic uh, have felt uh, the pinch during the COVID pandemic. Uh, still, Celtic showed their financial muscle. Uh, in, in the SPL this season with two transfer windows on the bench buying in players buying in key players who actually made a difference to the to the team and squad still having profits in the bank Celtic looking we look in good shape Terence don't we for, no, uh, they, the look in, they look in very good shape they look in yeah. very good shape Paul if you look at, if you look at the figures I just said yeah. that came out that you read up there you like anything that was last season you don't worry about it because uh, everyone was in that position last season. It wasn't any one club, it was everyone. I think, world, yeah. I think that's why they've quoted the 2020 figures into it, Paul, because yeah. last season there's other factors with COVID in that. Now the yeah, figures they, are comparing. They, they, uh, they, they didn't put them to 
2021, aye, they've been back to like a normal season, aye. So, like, I don't think you could say, like, because if you push growth to last season, Mark, with revenue coming in, because there was no revenue coming in last season because there was no fans there. The Celtic shop was closed for practically the whole season as well, and, and, like, you would have had 100% growth, Mark, but you know what I mean? But Sean, Sean, 29% growth, Mark, from 2020, like, it's, it's impressive again by Celtic, you know, and it's just shown to Mark that at the start of the season, there was still uncertainty when if fans were going to get back into the stadium, you know, one thing. But the Celtic fans again showed the loyalty to the to the team terms, you know, like they bought their season tickets again to sell out, you know. Yeah, and it's just, the, the, the one you say there, Paul, is the, the pre tax profits mm-hmm. of 27, 27.6. Yeah. Obviously, during COVID, during COVID, it was basically like a six million loss. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So that's a, like that's a twenty or twenty-one million turnaround. Mm-hmm. When when basically fans can go to the games, when people can turn up, when people can spend their money, when you know, it, but like the, the thing is, I saw a stat before that said I think forty-three percent of revenue in Scottish football is made from basically fans going to uh-huh. the game, bums on seats. Do you know what I mean? They don't have the luxury of the, the television rights that they have down in England, where regardless of whether the fans turn up or not, they'd still mm-hmm. have a a whopping balance sheet. Balance sheet in in Scotland, it was basically no fans, everyone's going to be hit and hit big time. And and those those figures answer those questions. Like I said, 43 percent of revenue coming in from fans with bums on seats, so to speak. You go you go to your as you said there, Paul, the shop. People going in buying merchandising. People buying programs, people buying food, people buying drink, people buying everything in 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 the in the in the club that wasn't available to them twelve months ago. It makes a massive difference, like mm-hmm. you know, and it, like, it's great to see. Like, like the revenue mark, like increased by it was forty point seven million in twenty twenty, increased by fifty two point nine million. I know, now there's a lot of inflation stuff there, but Celtic fans don't show you away, mark supporting their club in buying merchandise and you know buying merchandise buying jobs no, and stuff like that they're they're lying to the bone Mark they'll buy any old tart with a Celtic yeah. badge on it I've got a room a spare room up with stairs boxes I keep I'm a yeah, terrible I'm still, hoarder I'm still, Paul I'm still waiting for them yeah yeah I'm still waiting for them yeah no Paul I've got things and it's like <laughs> It's like Celtic shower gel. Pure tacky. I've never opened it. But you never... buy it, Mark. But you buy it, No, my mum buys them. My mum used to just buy me all this weird stuff. Celtic Tic Tacs. Flying in, do you know what I mean? Daft things like that. I've still got boxes of stuff like that up the stair. have to show me then, man. But my Tic Tacs. You do me with your Tic Tacs at me. <laughs> you need a bit of time, lads. <laughs> even Terence, like I know, we we got big revenue for Edward and Ayer. We got a bit of money for for Christie as well, who's in the last six monthly contract. But even to the transfer window, like like we, we spent big, like but it wasn't the way we spent this. It's it's how we spent this, and we spent it wisely this season rather than other seasons. You know. Listen, Paul. I don't think any Celtic fan would would crib in a sense, about what, what money was spent, in a sense, once it's spent correctly, mm-hmm. and once it's spent wisely. Like, if you, like, if something spent, when they when they bought, say, Julian for seven million, everyone's like, oh, it's a lot of money. But when he was playing, he was good. Mm-hmm. 
And so you're, you're kind of getting the return on that. But when you're then when you're going to loan for Shane Duffy or John Joe Kenny and you're paying big money for them and they're absolute tripe, we're like, okay, that's 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 terrible money to be spending. You know, mm. so it's 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 all relative. As you said, like I mean, the revenue turnaround there is basically working out like a million a month, a million mm. pounds a month, basically from from twenty twenty. Mm. A bit. So that, but, that's that's the big thing, and and the money that they spent on the boys in this transfer window has been geez. unbelievable. By money, like you know, unbelievable. The point, was was it one point seven? I think for for Riley or something like that. Terms of this, one point five million for Riley. Like. You, you know what I mean? Like you could you could probably sell that lead by the end of the SPL for ten million. No, no, I hope they don't sell him, but you could. Yeah, that's why. That that was the next thing I was going to to, to bring up, Terence. Is that I hope Ange will be able to keep the bones of his squad for at least another season and get momentum going. If if we win the league this season into the Champions League group stage, and, and give it a wee go, Keaton, that the board actually like they back down you know, with all these players. Let them keep the squad, so we're not ref- refreshing it practically in the new season coming ahead. You know, just keep that the plan that they, they will let him keep the bones of this. Uh, I don't, I don't but, see. I, I think I don't think anybody will be so pulled. I don't think anybody will be so to balance the books or that. No, no. no I think, not I mean, by what we're seeing here, anyway, Mark. Not yeah. and if it, if, obviously, if anybody wants to leave them, they'll, they'll, they'll be sold, but. If Carter Vickers and Jota jo- uh, sign, I really am only looking at Celtic maybe another maybe two signings or something yeah. like that. Paul, I just, think that's I think that's the plan, Mark. That that's where we want. That's where we want to be, Paul. Mark, and just adding like it's safe for safe decides he's better pastures new after the, after this season or that. We'll bring in a right winger to replace Forrest. Mhm. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen, I've seen that as well. I mean, Forrest, sorry, seeing it, uh, it'll maybe be. Th- I mean, I'd, I'd probably give that young boy Doka a chance if I'd put Forrest back on the park. But he's sitting there earning, earn, earning a hell of a lot of money. Earning a hell of a lot of money for doing nothing. That could have been the plan today, Mark, with, with Doug being on the bench, that maybe he would come he on for come. Forrest, considering, but with the, with the score being only at 1 0, that Ange had to be on the big guns then. Rather than young Ben Dog, you know. And as plus what you're saying as well, Paul, if we win the league and get into the Champions League, but yeah. the players not going to. Ch- ah, I'm better off doing in England. Getting. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? The, the, the lower depths England go. You get paid there. If we do win the league, like Mac, that's the that's the finan- financial side kind of looked after as well, like forty oh. million to that, the club. That takes us into a pure astronomical, Paul. Honestly, it would be. Yeah. You know, and I think one that's important. Fears, Paul, I have, one of the biggest fears I have, Paul, sorry, is not losing the players. It's losing mm-hmm. Ange. He's only on a roll in one-year contract. Mm-hmm. He, he'd be, that would be my fear. That if people look at him and say, he's after transforming. How much is he? He's not, he's not on a three-year contract, a four-year contract, a five-year contract. He's just on a roll in one-year contract. Mm-hmm. He'd be my worry. Because if he goes, then... If God forbid, if he did go, like it's not it's not being on the bush. The, the Japanese lads there because of Ange. And he would want, probably want to take them with him, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. but all but all, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Mark, then the the deck of cards or whatever you want to call it, the whole thing will come crumbling down. 
Because is the focal point in the middle of that, and everything works off him. So if he, if he, he goes all of a sudden, you know? We've put over, we've put up sheets that before, Paul. That's the biggest problem, Mark, is that we're, like, I keep, I know, I'm always going about it. I feel as if I'm more all the time about it. Because we're showing all our support to Ange that if he leaves, we're back to square one. Aye, there's no long term planning, no director of football, no he did recruitment, no, you know. Exactly, you know, and not just that, Mark, either. It's the youth development, because I I get the impression that Ange still has, is, is playing a key role in that as well at the moment, you know. But that's why I'm saying, Paul, that Celtic, I don't know, I, and I don't know, maybe they haven't, maybe they haven't, I don't know. But it's all well and good that O'Reilly's five years or Tatty's five years or Kyogre's four years or whatever. Give, get me, tie Ange down. Yeah. Tie Ange down for four or five years. He may not stay for the four or five I years. Think that's the, I think that's one of the biggest a, problems with Celtic, with your man's terms of rolling contract. So yeah. they normally they don't that with Rogers and then they give him a longer term contract after the first year. They seem to do that with a lot of managers. Apparently, they do the first year's a rolling contract and then whether they decide after that, I don't know whether they're they're hedging their bets if they if the if the tight league goes well or league goes bad or whatever. Maybe that's what they were doing with with Ange. But I would I would like to see them kind of go regardless of what happens in the league, and I, I mean that for the rest of the season because he's trying oh, to think so exactly, Terence. Yeah, like not just what happens in the league. Because he needs to try and because. It gives, not only that, but it gives a team to the players as well that the manager has signed a new, new long-term contract. He wants to be here. And then the players will go, I want to be part of Andrew's plans. You know? Exactly. And it will, it will, it will in a sense, I know it might necessarily ward off someone. But it shows, the club shows their faith and loyalty in Ange and how much they want him. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, he, he comes across as a very genuine kind of guy. So I, I, I mean, put level. 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 Put I mean, you can see that he speaks about the future back then. Aye, but, but, but see, see if somebody did come in for him in the summer and we'd only need to pay a year's compensation for him. But who who's it going to be? You know, he's, he's done a great job at Celtic, but you can't see like somebody like Man United coming in for him. No. So it's going to be, again, this bottom level English team. None of the big, big teams are going to get what I mean. Aye, you'll get a lot more money and you'll have more money to spend than players. But is he going to get the chance to build what he's getting the chance to build at Celtic? I don't know about And he's, 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 as I've said, Paul, he's, I know, he's no spring chicken. No, and I, I think that's, Mark, when you said that too, Mark, that he's no spring chicken. And I'd be like, things that we spoke about before was discuss with Ange how long he wants to spend in football again. And would he be interested in taking up a director of football role at Celtic Go, going forward, you know what I mean? You know, I, I, I definitely ask the him the question. I, I at least ask him the question. Because he built the foundations, and Ange would actually. Maybe Nicholson. Maybe Nicholson said to him. Maybe they've had these conversations, and Nicholson said, "Look, I'll get every penny I can get out of this board for you." Yeah. You just keep doing what you're doing, and holding away. I'll make sure I can. Because I'll... then we know, then Mark, that there is a plan, and that if Ange did step up, Mark, Ange then will have the authority to bring in a manager that who he knows 
will keep that, that system going that he wants to play. Aye, I, 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 evolve, evolve the system, do yeah, you know what I mean? But, yeah, well, and well, coming there, Mark, changing... Changing tactics, changing. No, teams, and Angie's doing. I mean, but he's proven that he kind of can't oversee the full kind of football department, Paul, because we've seen the transformation across the board this season. And I've said it as well, Paul, see a lot of the work that he's doing, he shouldn't need to do that. No. Do you know what That's I mean? That's why I mean, think Mark, he's taking on too much. Aye. Things, you know? I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, he's doing a great job, but think of the job that he could do if he wasn't, if he wasn't worrying about the scouting. You get what I mean? If he, if there was a heat scout, a, a heat of recruitment to work on all this and things like that, it would be something that he didn't need today. Although he probably would anyway, because he said he breathes, breathes football twenty four seven. But it's just about let him concentrate on the job the day he's doing the news. You know what I mean? But I have an input. Obviously, we've like, if we're bringing in a director of football, it's going to be like him and Ange that work together closely to mm-hmm. work on the football department. But just get somebody in to take even. Even if it doesn't need to be a big fancy job title director of football, just get somebody in the know to take a wee bit of pressure off the Ange. He having to juggle all these all these boys yeah, at one like, time. You see now, Mark, like even like I know I know their clubs in the shambles, like but they don't have a director of football, but they have it's like a director of operations. But that's just my opinion. That's just another name. You know what I mean? It's it's practically a director of football's role, Mark, because this fella from Manchester United is actually seeing overall transfers and, and players. You know what I mean? It's just a different name. No? Aye, it's, aye. it's just that's what yeah. it is. Fancy names, it's the kind of thing cup. And you've got to remember, I know, Paul, feel like if they've, if they've paid off so a director of football, if you've, I don't know, I take it, it's the same rules as any other job. You can't, if you get, if somebody gets paid off for their job, you can't take somebody to replace them for a certain length of time. Yeah. Yeah. Did they give you another job title kind of thing? No, I mean, if you're paying somebody off because of redundancy kind of thing through lack of what you can't take the somebody third, on. Uh, the father with Brighton left because uh, their director of football left because he's going to Newcastle, but they, they put him on guardian leave. So he's actually not working for Brighton anymore, but he still has to perform his duties at home for Brighton until his guardianship runs out. Uh, at the end of the month, you know, so he, so he actually he, can't go. He still pays his arm, you see. Yeah, he still pays his arm, but he still he can't go. He can't start his work with the terms with Newcastle or negotiate with Newcastle until this tubs are are finished. Isn't it the guardian leave? Isn't it? Basically, Jim, that he's still he's still employed with the company, even though he's not working with the company. Mm-hmm. That's what it's. Mm-hmm. He'll get paid. He'll get he'll get his weekly or monthly pay wage or whatever it is up to the date when it's. When his contract terminate or finished or whatever it is, is when he's went over to Newcastle. But you know what I find today. interesting though with that terms, right? Is that that was one of the main things, kind of way Eddie Howe didn't go come in here because he wanted his own director of football at that time, Mark, to come to Celtic and his whole background team. And now you look at Newcastle and they're bringing in their own director of football and they still kept a lot of their own coaches as well at Bournemouth at Newcastle. Aye, you know, but that's that's what big clubs do, but Paul. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. That. Just because a ma- a manager goes, it, <coughs> excuse me, it, it keeps ticking on. I mean, but many managers, de- many managers, de- I think he destroyed Celtic because oh. if he would if he would have left, and if his body was the director of football, that's the, that's the whole department, coaches, everything gone. But look at Harvey Rogers. Yeah, 
you know what I mean? And there was people as well. People says, "Ah, oh, Brendan Rodgers, one of the reasons was director of football at Celtic. Leicester's got a director of football. Mm-hmm. So Brendan Rodgers hasn't got any qualms whatsoever. He working under a director of football. Mm-hmm. Most big, I mean, I've spoke about it, Paul. Most of these big clubs have. We've known about Ajax, although Mark Overmars has been seen to have been a bit of a, naught, a naughty lad and had to leave Ajax last weekend, yeah, I think he, it was. He's, uh, banned, he, he's, he's going to be banned on that from work, actually working. Is he? I didn't really yeah. read much into it. Yeah. I, didn't, I just he was sending inappropriate messages yeah. to people. Or that, but that's a big, that might be a, a big span of Man United's plans going forward because I think yeah, maybe they're they eye on Vandersarn and Overmars to get involved with them. Yeah. Uh, but all these clubs there, I mean, Bayern Munich, they're che- I mean, how many managers did Chelsea get through? The club, they never, they never, I've got, the manager comes and goes, but the club just keep, keeps going. Everything, nothing else changes, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like Mourinho, even yeah. Mourinho come in, but two or three, four guys that he takes everywhere with him. When they leave, they, that's it, only they two, three, four, five guys go. And then the, the next it's, guy brings in, do you know what I mean? The that's the way it's got there, to yeah. be. It's like, it's like, the thing is, at the end of the day, it's a business. Mm-hmm. So it's like any business, where if the CEO is there or, or certain people are in certain positions and they're, they're running it, it's run a specific way. If your man leaves, it's still run the same. When someone comes in to replace him, it's still run mm-hmm. the same way. There's not a huge adjustment. And, but that's and not that, going to happen with, with Celtic. Do you know what I mean? If Ange leaves, well, back to I mean, look at Ars- look at Arsenal when Wagner left, and look at uh, Man United when Ferguson left. Yeah, that's so that's the that's that the kind of situation that we could end up in if if yeah. if, if the big if for some reason Ange decides to up sticks in the summer. Exactly, and I I I fear more Mark for my biggest fear. Our young players probably. is if, if something happened with Ange if he left is. We're finally seeing you players get brought up to the first team and they're given a chance and and we're actually seeing like that could all go belly up as well, Marky fans. Like this whole club could crumble if uh, if Ange leaves in the morning. Aye, I said that. I've been saying it for yeah. months on here, Paul. Yeah. But yeah. again, Paul, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Because look how far we've came. August. I mean, really, look how far we've came. Amazing. And like I, 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 I think for me, Angie's come in and says, "Right, I'll get this football, football on this park. I'll get that sorted out." But we need, we, we need to get these guys in longer term. We need to get a heat of recruitment in. We need this in. We need new sports science guys because planning, they're, they're trickling and the moves are trickling down, Paul, with these new yeah. sports science guys and that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think, Mark, we saw things are happening behind the scenes when. We saw the, these appointments in in sports science departments. You know, what I mean, we we saw that the the Dasher fella come in. Oh, he's gone into sports science. So we're seeing that the the work is actually being done. Just because we're not hearing it, it's happening. I'd like to think come this summer there'll be. As I say, it's, yeah. I'm I'm not looking for guys. I'm not te- talking about guys coming in to like tell Ange what to do or that. But it's guys that to help the club and to help Ange. Mm-hmm. Ange mm-hmm. can ask him to date can. Asked him to get jobs done that he doesn't need to spend time doing then. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so Celtic uh, returned to the European football on Thursday night, based in the, the Conference League. But European nights at Celtic Park, 
uh, are spectacular, and I think the, the Conference League will be no different. The vis- visitors are Norwegian champions, Bordeaux Glimmis. They're champions of Norway to 21 season. Uh, the Norwegian League, of course, is a summer league, so our visitors haven't played a competitive football since, I think, the start of December. Celtic will be their first competitive game uh, for the Norwegian side. Their manager, Knudsen, side, are after their two pre-seasons, and he's came out after their last pre-season that they need a big, big improvement uh, when they play Celtic, as, as they have been conceding very sloppy goals. His tactics are mostly a 4-3-3 formation. Uh, he likes to play with, with wing blacks, uh, likes to play dangerous on the counter-attacking counter football. Uh, he's a very young squad and very creative squad, uh, great condition. They're fast. Uh, most of his wing backs uh, like to attack and they like to do the high press. Uh, I think I'm looking the the previous games Terence in in European football with Celtic is there we saw on the on the previous managers we seem to underestimate the opposition because of excuse me we don't hear for much but with Ange yeah, he underestimates no opposition I, I think Ange will have the players set up for this game but it's not going it, it, I don't think it'll be an easy ride for Celtic. I think it could be a tricky tie for us. Oh, whatever. Though, look, Paul. The 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 bottom line is they're champions of the Norwegian league. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they beat Molded. They beat Molded into yeah, Molded exactly. You know, so and that's the crowd that have, t- have beaten Celtic. I know before previously not this side, but the bottom line is they're champions of their league. So you, Ange will know now. Like today, he he he'll respect them. He'll have he'll have the team well prepared. And if you're saying what you're saying that they're that kind of side, it 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 could appear to be a very very open game, mm-hmm. and a very very attacking game from both sides. So mm-hmm. this is this is the key. The key is where Celtic play at a high tempo, good accurate passing, quick passing, quick movement, like we've like we've seen in a lot of games. Obviously not necessarily today, but a lot of the games when the when the full when the first eleven are there. And Celtic have to take advantage of being at home. It's mm-hmm. vitally important that Celtic get, take advantage of being at home and ideally go away with a lead and try not to hopefully concede it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if Celtic get a 2 0 lead or something like that, it would be great. Of course, like, you, like, we, we just spoke about the COVID pandemic and, and no football club was avoiding it. They had to sell uh, some of their best players to, to balance the books. They saw it. Saw it Eric Beckenbauer, uh, Patrick Borg, who we, we know of because there was rumours that he could lead, lead to him. He would, have uh, been a, he would have been a good signing for us, yeah, Paul, Patrick Berg. Yeah, Hoyt uh, Mickelson, who recently just signed for Hibs. In total, Mark, they've sold, uh, loan deals have expired. 14 players have left their squad that won the league Oof. last season. All right, 16 players they brought in. But you only spent eight million, and a lot of these sixteen, a lot of these sixteen players are loan deals who they brought in. So they've clearly, I think, have been hit by the pand- pandemic. Uh, they normally don't spend big. Uh, the, the club, they they're big believers, Mark, in bringing new players into their their squad. 
and a lot of their squad is made up of young players who've been promoted to the to the thing like but that's it most of the teams up back there because they were like that Paul promote within Mark and make try to make money off them and stuff like that but they're not what, I, what I've been reading of them it's not the worst draw we could have had no it's not the worst draw we could have got Mark because they seem to haven't settled the way the manager would have liked them to have because he said they're conceding goals this season that they wouldn't have conceded last season. And I think it's a big Only one. It was, back. If it was 14 players, it's a totally different yeah. team, isn't it? Yeah, 14 different teams. And I think Borg uh, is a big loss for Mark. Aye, yeah. aye, I would have liked us to sign him. I really would have. And then... Uh, I mean, Terence says Angel have the team and the, <clears throat> the players in the right frame of mind and never been stung that many times in Europe and that. You never underestimate any team really, but I think Celtic are the two legs are quite comfortable. Mark, I think I think if, if Lennon was in charge, this this could have been a dangerous uh, uh, because... If Lennon had been in charge, Paul, we wouldn't have been playing We'd be talking to a banker, Mark, though, wouldn't we? Like... But Ange doesn't seem to overestimate any team. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the team on the day that he focuses on, and his focus now will be on Border Glimmer. Aye, definitely. You know, there's no thinking ahead. I like, think you mentioned that terms before, didn't you? You mentioned yeah, that terms that Ange just looks at the, the team on the day, and that's it. You know? Oh, yeah, and, that, that's, and that's all you need. That's all you have to look at the next game, and that's it. But the other, another, the other big factor for me as well is, the, is that it's. It's their pre-season. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. I think that's their the biggest worries for them is that it's yeah. their pre-season. They only played two I'm matches. Pre- yeah, I've seen that they played two. There's two friendlies or something like that. Yeah. They won one nil and the other one three two. Yeah, it's a, that that's a that's a huge thing. So regardless regardless of anything, and we we'd see it even from our own, from our own from Celtic at the start of the season. The, the the fitness levels they're still going to be working on them they're probably a very fit side no question about it but you're still trying to get match fitness into your legs and it's a real opportunity I mean Celtic are like, how far through the season are we like you know what I mean we're well through the season so you've got one side that are a good bit through the season one side is starting their season like Celtic like have to go full full tilt at the at the start of this game full tilt because like. I'm not saying the the other crowd will struggle, the sport of Glint will struggle, but if you ha- if you're only if you're only in your preseason, you know, fellas fellas could tire with twenty minutes to go or fifteen minutes to go that just what you're saying there as well, Terence, that they're still in their pre season and going by the way they want to play with their wing backs and their counter attacking football, I think that they, they could play the Celtics' hands, giving us that space that we'll explore as well. You know? Yeah, you, you would hope so. And that's why I'm saying I think it could be a very, very open attacking yeah. game. But, and I would just hope that maybe they're not up to full speed fitness-wise. And in the last maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes, that some <laughs> of our players do come a bit leggy and maybe that's where a few mistakes are. are because to be fair, the Celtic team that has been playing of late, with the speed and the accuracy and, and the running even, even, even with our bench now, Terence, like the players like going on like if they if they were tiring with twenty five minutes to go, look at the players now that's on our bench mark that we can bring on. You know what I mean? 
it's it's it, it could be frightening if if they're tiring and the players that said they can bring on. Well, the, it's because like he's British Champions League qualifiers and that, they're usually a panic because it's like four to one. Aye, yeah, so true. this is just basically what we're up against, but that team's up against, do you know what I mean? You're saying they're, they're, even their managers talking about the goals they're letting go and things like that, I mean, I don't, I don't really see them causing any problems, Paul, I really don't. I think yeah. this should be a, quite a comfortable win for but, Celtic. But, 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 what? Going, going in the Conference League themselves, like and and looking how how we're playing over and like, I I honestly think that they can make a real go of, of this Conference League. Look, looking at the teams that finished. Do I don't see like, why not. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see. see should be scared? There's nothing to be scared of, Paul. No. Especially yeah. especially in the home games. I see somebody said that in the live chat there as well. Fancies us against anybody playing at home, sir. So I just bring it on. Get a right good go. I'd, I think we'll be in the next round anyway. I think it'd be special, Mark. Special for Celtic Football Club if we got a real goal under this, you know, and Celtic got into the quarterfinals or the semi-finals and things. Can you imagine the buzz, the confidence around the club with that type of football on your back? How how much confidence that give you as well, Mark? To the end of the league, you know. Right, definitely, Paul. 100%. I, I want Celtic to win every tournament they get into. You know what I no, mean? Yeah, you, you sit there and you're like, ah, that League Cup, you'll forget. I think I, I play think the play the young players in the League Cup, and that. But then, see when it's coming to the League Cup, you're like, ah, no, nah, I know, want to win I think that. Everyone remembers the the special nights we had uh, in the run up to Seville, like beating Blackburn, Mark, and Blackburn were. What no easy team back then, Mark? No. You know what I mean? Liverpool were no easy team back then. Like they were special European nights that I think Terence will remember, you remember. You know, like the buzz like that that created around the club, like we could we could bring that back again, like with with a good run in this conference league. It's symbolic something got to the you 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 as I think Mark said it there before. You'd hear people going, Oh, it's only the conference league, it's only this, it's only that. If Celtic were in the semi-final of the Conference League or the final of the Conference League, you're not telling me the place would be rocking. Or mm-hmm. if it was, but but that's, why think, Terrence, that, that, that's why this Conference League was made because <clears throat> at at the moment, like, and this is taking out Ange, no Mark, and what Ange has done to the club, but the way we were managed under Brendan Rodgers and under Neil Lennon in Europe, Celtic were not a Champions League team. We were barely a European League team, Mark, under them. And I think at the moment... No, but see, be fa- to be fair to Neil Lennon, Paul, Neil Lennon, see we were up against a good team, Neil Lennon parked the bus. Parked the bus. Brendan yeah. Rodgers went toe-to-toe with PSG and things like that. That was just craziness. Do you know what I mean? You know, apart, but this is, this is a, I think, Mark, at the moment... In, in Europe, I think that's this is where we are, Mark. You know what I mean? This is a chance to get European football. You know, we we, we got a tough group, and, and to be fair, Mark, we did well in that. I, I thought we done no group. bad in the group again, you considering know, I, how long Ange like had put yeah, the team together and stuff like that. And, and considering uh, Real Betis, he had to put out a second second string team, Mark, who I that that did brilliantly on, right. on that day. You know, I think Mark, this is. 
this is a good opportunity for Celtic to win a European Cup. And and I, I would, if 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 Ange wants this and if the players want it, we could go a long way in this cup. You know. No, but there's nobody in it to fear. There, no. there, there really is, I mean... They're at all level, Mark, or we're, we're better than... I mean, there's somebody saying they'd love to, get, love to get Leicester, and, and, and I mean, Le- I'd be quite happy to get through with Leicester. We're just sitting talking about how poor a job Brendan Rodgers is doing. Imagine we popped them out of Europe, that would be the ultimate. Can you imagine, Mark, if we got Leicester, the atmosphere, the, 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 the Celtic Park and thing? Looking at that Leicester team now, Mark, like, like any, any Premier League team down there, it doesn't matter who they are, maybe bar Liverpool Mark in, in their European nights, but there's no atmosphere in England that's like Celtic Park. No. You know, you know like I remember, uh, it, was, it was only this season, and Manchester United were playing, and the one of the opposition, it was a Liverpool fan, was asking a Manchester United uh, player, I, a Manchester I, United I, player, I, was I, asking a Liverpool player for his jersey, a Manchester United fan, and then Liverpool, Liverpool celebrating a goal, you know, the Man United fans are taking pictures of the, yeah. the Liverpool players yeah, and things like that. Celebrating by the side like the Manchester United players to take a picture of them. I mean, football doing their soulless, Paul. It is, Mark. The whole, I don't think there's no rivalry down there anymore, really. So there's not, you know, and that's why I think this will be special for Celtic, Mark, if we get a good run in this, like, special European, like, no matter what cup they're in, Mark. Celtic fans. Uh, European nights are special. I've said that before, Paul. Guys, I'm not going to the European. But like Terence is saying there as well, I'm not going to Europe. I'm not going to that Europa League game. We've paid all that money and they don't even get into the Champions League and that. Well, don't go, mate. If you see somebody else, they'll buy your ticket. Mm-hmm. Because every night, name in Europe, no matter who it is, Celtic Park will be bursting at the seams. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, Mark. Well, I, I think well, Southampton's gone. I was going to say, all you have to listen to, Paul, is people like your Ronaldo's, your Xavi's, your Iniesta's, your Messi's. You listen to them, what they say. They say they've never seen atmospheres like it in their lives. And these guys have played at every, every level, at every, the highest level, for years. And these are guys that Maldini, they all talk about, you have to play at a champion, you have to play a, a European game. Center. You know, these, these, but these are the players. But that, uh, it's something that I was only thinking the other day, like, Celtic Football Club, Mark, it's a family. It's passed down to generations in your family. But now you look at families knowing who will follow the, the, the Premier League. Their father could be a Manchester United fan, but the son could follow Manchester City just because they won the leagues and he saw Manchester City growing up when he saw the son could be a Liverpool oh. fan. Oh, we have got Ed, Ed Wan on, Paul. He'll tell you about things like that because his family's like... Half of them are Everton fans, half of them are Liverpool fans. And the old dead Everton guy, old Billy, old Billy's in his 60s kind of thing. And I think one of his boys is a blue and one's a red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that seems to be the way it is. But it's, know, but they, I mean, they're, they're grown men. Billy's boys are my men. age. It's not as if they're new like, tourists. Or just, as you say, whoever wins the league, when that's who they kind of support. When, 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 when is he coming to uh, England? We're trying to get him on, as you said. Oh, he's, yeah. I get, he get back into the UK yesterday, Paul, sir. Get him on tomorrow, sir. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, think he, I think he's here for a while, right? I think he's here for two months, my base says. It's something to do with visas and stuff like that. For move, he's moving to Dubai. To no, the Philippines. Get him on, Mark, because, like, if I was in the live chat, like, 
had one kind of was it back? He he runs the the forum page. Aye, he? it was him in uh, Ed, Ed thirty three. Like, I started I mean, off just as like a wee. Uh, I think it was like just a wee college project that they kind he, of were doing or something like that, and it just grew and grew, Paul. But this for Mark Ed one was when 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 Ange's name first came. Ah, uh, he knows. Uh, he knows all. Ah, uh, he knows all about him, Paul. Aye, uh, it was him. It was him that first mentioned. It was him that first mentioned Belson things like that to me, Paul. Know what I mean? Tris, his name's Tris, a nice, nice Liverpudly name. Do you know what I mean? But uh, it was him that half a lot of the stuff I know about other guys as I came through him telling me to look up things and do you know what I mean? Things like that. He really knows his stuff in it behind the scenes and training and coaching and all that. He really does. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, Toz night, Mark. It's good that the club actually have European football after Christmas. You know, it's good for good for the golfers and it's good for the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, Christmas is like I, I, I think we we see the big guns come out, Mark. I think they were rested for a reason today for this game, Mark. And I, I, it's going back to what Town said earlier uh, on the podcast that. Uh, I don't think Ange particularly wanted to bring on a badder, uh, Dijon Mida or, or Yasha today, that he maybe he actually did want to rest him, but we had to bring him on. But I'm expecting, like, realistically, our only major injury concern at the moment is still Kyogo. And I think, is it Joe Mack with, with Postman oh. Dasa? We actually can't get the extinct of it. Aye, that seems to be her. I just. That data protection act and seems to kind of use that as a I'm not saying a cover, but he says we do want your medical stuff getting blabbed over the papers and stuff like that. So he's got a point, mate. That's the way he wants to do things. Plus he says as well, he's not a doctor, so he doesn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the team picks itself. Is, is is another one. You know, uh, some people are saying it's COVID, and other people are saying it's a knock. But look, we just don't know. The extent of their injuries, but... I mean, if, if people... Well, even if Juranovic doesn't make it, I, I think we could, any of the three is the new, could pick the starting team for Thursday night, really, couldn't we? Mm-hmm. So, start the way, so, Mackie, bye. Start the way, bye. Right, the team... Mm-hmm. Uh, Hart, Ralston, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Taylor, mm-hmm. M- McGregor, O'Reilly, Hattati, Abada... Giacomakis and Yota. Do you think so? Alright. Well, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would, yeah. I would, yeah. Oh, that'd be the exact same team I'd have. But but I just want to say to you, is is O'Reilly ahead of Roderick now? I think they're different players, Paul. Yeah, I think O'Reilly actually brings more energy to the team, Mark. Aye. Then what? Like, you can't like not say Logic doesn't deserve to be dropped or stuff like that. But because like Logic can open up a team act with one pass, but it's just what O'Reilly brings to the team. He's all no, the all round. I know better all round player. I've seen yeah. explain the other night like the box to box rule. He's up and yeah. doing the park yeah. and things like that. Rockets yeah. know so much. You know, like even. I think that's what impressed me as well, Mark. And I, I'm delighted he got his goal today, G. Marcus, you know, because he ties out defences, Mark, as well, don't he, G. Marcus? Uh, you know? he, put, he, does he put in some, some shift? Mm-hmm. 
is everything, to be fair to the guy. Yeah, he does. I'd say, I'd say as well, Paul, if you ask Ange what's his best 11, he'd probably tell you he, was, he, he probably would say, well, he wouldn't say, but I imagine he go he has his best 16. Mm-hmm. Because I think you'd have four or five guys that if he had to play Rogic instead of O'Reilly, it wouldn't bother him. If he had to play Maeda instead of Abada, he might be worried. There's probably two or three, there's probably three or four guys like like his man. There, I thought I totally forgot about Maeda there, I'm sure I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know, Maeda will start marking to you, Marcus, I think. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think it's a team that Mark, Mark played for, but what I'm saying is, I think if you look at it, it won't be his first 11, it'll be like a first 15, or yeah. 15. Because he'll yeah. be able to go, okay, I can put Maeda on, I can put... I can put Ralston Ralston can start if Juranovic doesn't play. I can bring in Tom Rogic if I need to. You know, so he's going he he can go I can bring in I think you're party. right I think you're right, Terrence. Like it's it's not his first eleven anymore, it's his first big sixteen, sixteen players that I, I, that this group that he has, you know, that he kinda of depends on. You know? Yeah, and I do because like they they like Celtic of old would would have been up shit's creek, excuse my French, if we didn't have a squad like we had and we had Kyle go out for as long as we have. Mm-hmm. But yes, yes, we can we can kind of... His loss isn't felt as badly as it would have been if we didn't have the squad that we have. That's down to the fact that something that we spoke about on, on Thursday was the goals, Mark, that's coming from Abada and Yasha or wingers. I mean, that's, that's why we're not feeling, I think, the pinch of of Kyogo is because the two boys have, have stepped up like and they're scoring goals like you I mean like they ten goals for for Yasha fourteen goals for Abada that's some goal rate for for two young wingers. But that goes over the over the team really. Paul, yeah, see if we if we could get a bit better delivery set pieces and get by centre half scoring a few headers. There would be goals coming for every part of the be, team. I think that I think Mark. I think that would improve uh, our, our, our corners in time because now we have a great distribution from Jovanovic at corners and O'Reilly. And I, think that, and I think we missed them. To, and I noticed that today, Mark, that when two of them went in there today, our corners and free kicks were, they, they, they were poor at times. Stern said right at the start of the show, Misty O'Reilly's uh, bought them. He's not set up any goals yet, I can think of, but. They're all getting into the danger area. Defender doesn't want to go near the ball in case it goes into the net. It's like it's like his goal mark or his the goal he set up for Jota against Aberdeen. He may not necessarily have obviously he was putting it into Jota, but he was putting it into that yeah. of uncertainty. Yeah. So but like, you know the difference in your terms, right? In just what you're saying there, like the difference in what you were saying about Mickey Johnson and, and James Forrest, right? Well, we were talking about them and their overall play. When you look at Yasha's goals and you look at Abada's goals, they're making their runs either from the edge of the box or from 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 a wide. And that's where James Forrest and Mickey Johnson don't bring to their game. If they don't have the ball, they're not there. Do you get me? I think- I didn't. I was gonna. You're right, Paul. I didn't see James Forrest leave leave the right wing all day. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't see him. You didn't see him coming in nearly trying to be an extra striker or whatever the whatever we would put it as 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 we discussed the way Jota and and Abada do do it. 
Mm-hmm. He just he just stayed he just stayed out. Because I saw Ball there today that skates ripped in and it just went straight over to the the to the sideline. But I guarantee you, if Yas if if a bad it was there, he would he would at least try to get onto that ball mark. Do you get me? Aye, aye, there was no the effort before. Yeah, aye, it was just, it was the, just a lazy performance for him. I think that's what the two boys bring us, Mark. Like, fair enough, they're wingers. But when Celtic have the ball and we and we attack, it's like we've three strikers on the pitch. You know, because they're, they're there in the box. And that's what I was saying at the early stage, Mark, is that when we had the likes of Tomble playing and Roderick playing and we were putting these balls into the box, there was no one there. They've received these balls. Now we have O'Reilly getting into the box. We have Yasser getting into the box. And we've Abada getting into the box. You know? Hatati. Hatati, yeah. If you look at from McGregor up, the front, the five, the five guys past McGregor, every one of them can score. Mm-hmm. And every one of them looks a goal threat. You know, if you assume it's Hatati, O'Reilly, Jack, Marcus, Maida. I haven't seen a Celtic team like this in years. This this is even going beyond Brendan Rodgers, Mark. This is I think it's going. I think we're going, we're looking back to the Martin O'Neill era. It's when we had so many goal threats in our team, like we had Larson, Sutton, Harrison back then, like dangerous players. Petrov touched in a few goals in there. with goals there, Mark. You know what I mean? Like we, we had threats all over the pitch. Under Blendon Rogers, Mark, we really only had really Dembele was was Sin- I mean Sinclair. Sinclair. But, uh, but it was but everything it was the team, it was the way Rogers played the game, but wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah, the, it was no, it Mark, was like, off a one dimensional. One I mean, dimensional that four two three one, it was quickly proving the how to outplay it. That's why yeah. no many people use it really now, do you know what I mean? So I don't know, Rogers is just right. But now, back you look at our team now, like what Terence has said there, like you've, out of all of our attackers on the pitch, there's, there's goal checks everywhere. You know, and the best thing about it is that not one person stays in the same position, so you don't know where they're going to go. Like I was looking at Lansing today, and when he didn't have the ball, he was tucked in alongside Bison. And Mark, you asked me about that. Is when we don't have a ball, when we don't have the ball, it doesn't look like we've three defensive midfielders, and it does that they tuck in so much. It's it, it's creating like a wall in the centre of the midfield. You know, uh, it's like creating like another three-man defence yeah. kind of idea. Yeah. Then, yeah. I yeah, you know, like it's. I think it's like for some, for us who have never witnessed the way Ange plays football, Mark, and I think this is the first I've ever saw the way he plays football, someone like this plays football, Mark, but my God, it's a joy to watch, when when you when, when you actually watch the players, Mark, like, like a lot of people just watch the ball and stuff like that, but when you watch the players who don't have the ball and they're low to position, it's, it's, it's phenomenal what they do, like, and this is down to Ange and his training, players know their, their job on the pitch, Mark, and they stick to that job, you know, I know, I can, they can all do the job that's asked them. Yeah, you know, it's 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 actually phenomenal, Mark. Like that, you could see Ange's training, like that. It's it's 
it's man management, Mark. Do you know what I mean? That he he spends time with each player, training them in, into that position that he wants them to do. Like, do you know what I mean? Ah, uh, yes, man. Know? Soft part is just yeah. He's kind of you way you're working. The man management thing, getting the players to make make sure the players are enjoying learning what they're getting them to learn. When you, when you watch some of it, it's nearly more impressive watching the players off the ball. Than yeah, the it is, Terence. Yeah, it is. Like, you know? the, the way the way they move, like like it's like you said, the way they move. Like we spoke about it, the way the way Taylor last week. Yeah. Or and the, that he like he's running off the ball. He was dragging people all over the place. A bad that drags people all over. Right. It's 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 off uh, the the work off the ball is is twice as hard as the guy on the ball. Yeah, it like, is. First in the gut to get into space and that's why, get like, down the line or to drag this one here to drag that one there. It's brilliant to watch. Like. That's what I like. Going back to when Anne said, like, it's we don't stop for 90 minutes. Like, it's not just when you have the ball, do you know what I mean? It's when you don't have the ball, you still don't and stop. That's, and that's why it says, well, Paul, that you get the likes of Ralston pulling into the middle. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at it, it's nearly like a case of, right, I want to, we need to win that ball back in 20 seconds. Yeah, because yeah. it's only like it pushes into the middle of, into the middle with Beaton or whatever, and the ball is played in there. The likelihood is Celtic have two or three to one of their goals. Exactly, so and, that's, and that's how you the, the the attack then kind of starts up again. Turns Beaton then yeah, gives it to Madison. Madison then moves it out then to the the attackers then straight away. You know, it's it's, it's yeah, pretty you, impressive. You like. It's yeah. very much like the Barcelona, the great Barcelona side would have always had that mantra that. They lose mm-hmm. the ball and they literally hunted in twos and threes and fours and they won it back and eventually the opposition would nearly just kind of hoof it down the line and it was straight back and it was straight mm-hmm. back and it was straight back. And that's, what kinda, and that's what we're seeing. You know what I mean? The opposition kind of hoofing the ball back to Celtic. Like, that's what we're seeing. Look, look, at yeah. look at McGregor in the Derby game, Paul. Yeah. How many times he just booted the boy to play? Mm-hmm. And then... Well, the ball boys, we've seen it, they've been told to get the ball back. I've seen, I've seen a player even talking about it. It's that relentless. And as even soon as the ball goes... Even going out... I think he was maybe an Aberdeen player, but he says as soon as the ball goes out to play, it's straight back on the park. They're not messing mm-hmm. about. The ball goes out for a throw-in, and right away the, you turn round the ball's back in the park already, and it's just relentless pressure on them. And... Uh, he says it, it, puts them off their, it puts them off their game but their concentration I mean that was I thought that was great like uh, was it Chris Sutton and Michael Shaw said he shouldn't be taking that risk but I thought Shaw had looked comfortable with himself and Welch and then he passed the ball out then to to Scales today when they they were lobbing the ball up in the air for each other between the three of them I thought Shaw had looked very comfortable doing that today oh, you you know, it seems to be there. Yeah, I try to look very comfortable. And people who say Joe Hart doesn't have the the ball skills, I think if you want to look back at the game, you know. You know? Uh, that's it for tonight, lads. Uh, thanks to Terence as always for joining us. Uh, we're looking forward to Thursday night. Uh, European football coming back to Celtic Park. I'm sure it'll be another special occasion for this young Celtic side. Uh, Terence, uh, want to say anything before we go, bud? No, oh, no, just thanks as always, lads. And I have to try and keep the screaming down at work this week as I compared to when I was watching the diary match on my phone, I was roaring like an ass. I, they could hear me half around, half around the place, but I'll keep it a little bit more camera for this week. Hopefully. That's about no, it. Thanks as always, lads. Uh, Mark, we close the show. Hey, thanks very much for coming on, Terence.
Sort of yeah. love the conference uh, fixtures for us. Same to you, Paul. Uh, have you been drinking coffee? No, why? Is your gibbering away like a budget there, man? <laughs> can, you get a, can, can you get a breath there? It's like I'd lost the god show, man. I'd lost the god show. <laughs> so, Veronica wound you up before the show, you wee gibberer. <laughs> but thanks anyway, as always, Paul. Thanks everybody that joined us. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, remember, if you uh, hit the subscribe button, if you don't subscribe, hit the like button, and if you know how, please leave a comment, it helps us grow on YouTube. Thanks very much. Hail, hail, lads. Good night and God bless. <coughs> this episode of the Boz and Bovo podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.